going on, people? People forget that podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Kevin and special guest, Mike Romeo. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on, guys? We got a party. We got a party in here today. It, it reminds me of like the old Xbox Live days, you know. With, the, with the, I, that's because that's my reference point because that's the last time I played. Like I had a system. I'm sure all these new systems have like group uh, party chats stuff like that. But this is what it always reminds you of. That's so true, though. Yep, just what? happy to be here. You know, on the America's number one podcast. You know, true, very true. It's an honor. Yeah. It's an honor. It really is. Um. I mean, there's a lot, lot, a lot to talk about. Um, might as well let's just we'll just talk about the Giants now, just because in yeah, like no. an hour, and like an hour, it might not be relevant. But should we even talk? Should we wait till the end for the yeah. Giants? Because I guess we'll figure out if it's. No, I think our podcast going to be. It's not even halftime. Like our podcast, this podcast will be done before the game's done. Okay. Yeah, we can do a quick, uh, quick little summary. You know, I right, do a little, <laughs> do a little recap, but. Yeah, Giants won against the Cowboys, 23-19. Danny Dimes brought it with his uh, 25 pass attempts, two <laughs> touchdowns, and one one interception. 34 QBR. You know, I mean, he's got... What, 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 Wait, what was it really? stats to be that bad? I don't... With QBR, I can't... I, th- I think the average uh, passer rating is like... I thought it was supposed to be. I thought a good QBR is like 64. 65. That's what I thought it was. Like 60 is like average. I think pass rating average is like actually like 91 or something. But I mean, so what What about his stats were so bad that they got that low of a QBR? I don't know. It's weird. Maybe because the average. Well, it was, it was interesting is that Andy Dalton's QBR is better. And he had no touchdowns and an interception. And his average. Um, what is this? Yards per attempt? Yeah, it's five. Is that, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, I mean, he threw he threw it twice as many times as Daniel Jones. So I guess maybe Daniel Jones just didn't throw the ball enough to, um, you know, get a better QBR. I mean, I guess that's like interesting. That's like the opposite of P P E R in fantasy in in basketball, where um, a lower volume and higher efficiency inflates that PER number, which is why you see like big men getting playing 20 minutes a game. They'll have like a PER of like 25 or something like that. Yeah. But it's, you know, just inflated just because they're so efficient for the field. They shoot like, you know, 50, 60%. So PER values that heavily. And it, like I said, it inflates the numbers. So that could be, on the uh, in football wise for QBR it could negatively negatively uh, affect um, you know QBR, but what do you think, Mike? <laughs> I mean, just from watching the game though, I I definitely think Jones had a better game. Um, he did fumble, but it wasn't your typical uh, you know Danny Dimes fumble right, where he just comes from behind and you know he gets just sacked and the ball just comes flying out. Um, it was on a handoff. I don't know if you saw the play, but. Uh, he went to hand it off to Gallman and like Gallman, I don't know, had his arms out, you know, like a normal running back receiving the uh, the handoff and he kind of like closed his hands. It's always hard to tell whose fault it is on those type of fumbles. Like when it's a handoff fumble, it's like, well, did the running back close his arms too early? Was the QB supposed to wait? I, I can never tell like exactly whose fault it was. 
Yeah, it was definitely strange. I don't know, Ryan, did you see it? The fumble yeah. of Wayne Gallman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the fumble, I mean, it was in the beginning. Not not the fumble oh, at the end. end. It was uh how many times is this guy fumbling? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was I think it was charged to uh it was given to Jones because Jones is the one handing off and like it was never a clean like you know uh handoff. So it kind of just like hit Wayne Gallman's like hands because he didn't close it enough and just was on the ground and Cowboys recovered. Uh, it was just definitely sloppy and you know, just well, bad to see. Kevin and I have talked about this, um, but what do you think of Daniel Jones uh, for the future of the Giants Cowboys? I mean, the Giant, the New York Giants, Giants and the Cowboys future Giants Cowboys matchup. Um, yeah, I know that you guys are talking about a little little bit uh, last week about it, but uh, I don't know. You know, I I think Mike's I, more pro Danny Dimes. No, I, I go, think he's afraid to admit it. No, he, no, he I go, likes Daniel Jones. I'm on. I'm aboard. The Danny Dimes game manager train. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that's my concern though. Is that if if he's maxing out as like a okay quarterback, it's like, well, then you have to get everything else right around him. He doesn't look terrible when I do watch, but it's just like, is there anything special there? So, but then no. they get him. Well, what am I saying? What are they going to have now? Like the twelfth pick? Yeah. Are you supposed to get a quarterback at the twelfth pick? I don't know. So I guess they're kind of stuck with him. But he's not bad. I don't watch him. I'm like, oh, this guy's trash. Yeah, I mean, I, I really the speed. His speed really just that's. That's something that could be utilized and with a good offensive coordinator with good offensive weapons. Because honestly, it's hard to judge how good he is because his weapons um, have really <clears throat> his weapons this year are trash. First of all, uh, Sterling Sterling Shepard is a fine. He's like a number three on a good team. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Evan Ingram has so much talent, but for some reason, he just can't <laughs> no, I don't shape. even. Just, he can't catch the ball. Everything uh, got to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, he, he's just a tall. He's a wide receiver playing tight end, and he's basically he's what Darren Waller is like. He should be doing what Darren Darren Waller is doing right now. Basically, you know, he's that that prototype like wide receiver, big wide receiver, but he's just he just doesn't catch the ball, which is obviously a big part of the game of football. So it's a huge problem. Um. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, if they put a good team around him, you know, he could, they could go, you know, 12 and five, you know, make the playoffs. I mean, listen, right now, if he's throwing, if Sterling Shepard is getting, is the number one target, the running back is Wayne Gallman. I mean, Saquon's going to come back, but I think they're, they're going to have to pay Saquon, which is going to be, Saquon's great. But I'm um, I'm all I'm against paying running backs. Um, totally out on that. Just just draft them in the third round, fourth round, whatever. You know they're they just always pop up. They always pop up. It's just it's just like a proven you know fact now that you don't need to draft first round running backs. I mean, look at what happened to McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Uh, you know, gets his extension, and now he he misses half the season. And then Mike Davis, you know, would play phenomenal, um, for him. And they were arguably a better team with with uh Mike Davis at the running back, just because I guess they are more balanced. And <clears throat> just another case to add to the don't pay running backs theory. So Saquon coming off an ACL injury uh you know i'm not gonna bet against him but i'm not i'm not betting against saquon i'm betting against just paying running backs over the long term basically they're at their best 
uh, their first like four years and you pay them at that third year. So you get like one or two years of, you know, quality running back play. But then next thing you know, they fall off. And, you know, the only team that I could see uh, that could that really had to pay the running back would be the Titans because they rely so much on Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry is so big and he's so fast. He's just like a unique talent. And, you know, we saw, you know, this year, back-to-back rushing titles, got 2,000 yards. You know, he's been great. But how long is that going to last? I mean, remember uh, the Rams with Todd Gurley? Yeah, We're like, wow, like this, this guy's amazing. This offense is amazing. They're going to be in the Super Bowl for the next like three years, probably. And they're not great. You know, they're not nearly as good as what we expected them to be. So, yeah, I mean, that's my thoughts. I just saw the, the Bills won 56 to 26. That's crazy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to go back to the running back, too. Um, I just think like we, the Cowboys kind of screwed themselves and giving Zeke the contract. And then now they're debating if they want to pay, you know, Dak yeah. money or not. And I think when you pay your running back and you lock in that money, like it's so hard to really, unless your team's already amazing, it's kind of just tough to then build off that. Like the Cowboys kind of just hurt themselves, I think, pretty bad, giving Zeke the money. And I mean, he just hasn't and been the Tony same. Tony Pollard player. is amazing. I know. And that's another example. Like, again, another backup has just done well. And I mean, in terms of, I, I don't want to see the Giants pay big for Barkley, but it just kind of would. You have to. He's yeah, too no, good. That's, that's the thing. It just kind of like, it's a bad position. Then I would just let him go then. <laughs> you know, what? It, well, I don't know. what What is the market now? Like, how much, what is Derrick Henry's contract? What is he getting paid? Like 13? What, what did McCaffrey get? Like 15? Something around there? So it's like, I don't, what, if, if 15, like, so Saquon's supposed to be paid like the best running back in the league, even though he, he's been hurt this entire season and last year kind of had, well, not like a down year, but maybe not as good as his rookie year. I don't know. So I, I just don't, but then it's like, well, you spent the, whatever, what was it? The second pick? Yeah. yeah they spent second. the second pick on him. So then what are they going to lose him for nothing? I don't know, but they, if they could find some sort of fair deal, I mean, Dalvin Cook, they paid him. He looks great. Kamara paid him. He looks great. But I just think it's about, I mean, if, if he wants the most money in the league for a running back, you definitely can't give him that. But if he's willing to get like, I don't know, the fifth most somewhere in that ballpark, uh, then I'm fine with it. But yeah, I mean, it, but think about it. So if you're Daniel Jones and if we think Daniel Jones is not going to be like, you know, a top five, top 10 quarterback, and then you're paying a ton of money for your running back, you better like be nailing every draft pick and every free agency signing to to have a, a great team around that. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see obviously what Saquon looks like when he comes back, and 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 we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm not just like signing up to pay him a ton of money just because he's really good, which he is. I mean, I think I think Zeke might have the worst contract in the league. He's signed for six more years. Six, six more years. More years. Is it really? Six more years. That's crazy. Are you are you sure? Six I'm looking years. at it right now. Free. He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, twenty twenty seven. Oh, because oh they gave God. him a four year um extension, right? Isn't that what yeah. he was like holding yeah. out for or something? Yeah, it's an extension. It's not yeah, even I think a. He was a holding contract. out with like two years left on his contract. That's what made it even, or something like that. He definitely wasn't like a free agent after that season. I mean, that's just what makes it so dumb that probably Jerry Jones in. 
in hindsight, he should have just traded him because Zeke probably would have at that time was like more near his peak and had a couple years on it left on his deal. Yeah, he should have just traded him. I mean, that's terrible. Seven, six well, years or whatever you said, six years left on his contract yeah. after this season. That's insane. After this season. Yeah, after that's this. terrible. But I mean, it's an NFL contract, so it's always like, oh, they can cut him after two seasons and owe him no money and weird stuff like that. So, you know, I would be surprised if he's still in the Cowboys at the end, if six years from now. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just another example of, of a bad contract. But I mean, the, so the Giants could make the playoffs. Basically, is the point they, they, yeah. they beat the the Cowboys. Cowboys are just always doing Cowboys stuff. Even when they get on a they got on a hot streak, just to disappoint their fans, <laughs> like always. Like they should it's just, just suck the whole year. But then again, I mean, the Giants. So they're six and ten. So, so I mean, I guess they, they could play the, the big Bucks. improvement. Yeah, I mean, big improvement. I guess yeah, they are heading in the right direction technically. So. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess at this point I am rooting for them to make the playoffs because why not? I mean, I, well, I guess it would change their draft pick by a few slots, but who knows? Maybe but how good is like, if you're not getting the one and two picks, you're not getting Fields or Taylor that could drastically change your franchise. Then it's like, <laughs> you really don't know what, you know, you're going to get. Yeah. So that's why it's like, well, you know, at this point might as well just make the playoffs. So, I mean, we'll see that the Washington football team Eagles games on now. So we'll see how it ends up. It also it would just kind of be funny to be like Jones versus Brady, you know, Eli's clone versus Brady in the NFC this time, Brady versus the Giants. You know, it's you know a great narrative. But uh, I don't know the ending to the Giants Cowboys games was uh, was absolutely like just just chaotic. <laughs> like I don't know if you saw the uh, the final highlights of that game, but um, that guy Pettis on the Giants caught a pass. It was like in the fourth quarter towards the end of the game. Giants are only up one. Catches a pass. And, you know, it kind of looks like, oh, maybe it wasn't a catch. They show the replay, and it definitely didn't look like. It looked like the ball kind of hit the ground, like he didn't get his hand underneath it. And McCarthy, you know, good old McCarthy. We all love him. Just looks at it. I don't know who's, you know, in charge of uh, telling him, throw that challenge flag. But yeah. uh, he just didn't do it. The Giants lined up. Gano for MVP. Just drills. Uh, I think it was a 50-yard field goal. They got lined up pretty quick, and he drained it. Um, so then they put them up four. But it ended up being a pretty big, uh, you know, no challenge because it, I think it would have been like a 56-yarder if he didn't kick that. So then, mm-hmm. you know, they kick it off to the Cowboys. And then the uh, Cowboys going down the field looking all all good. And uh, and towards the end, I think uh, Leonard Williams got a sack on like a first and goal, which brought up second and goal. And then... C.D. Lamb's coming across the middle, I think, on like near the 10-yard line. Still, and now it's second and goal. And comes across the middle and just drops the ball. Probably would have been a, a touchdown. I don't know. Did you see it? I didn't uh, see it. Yeah, but um, probably would have been a touchdown or at least close to maybe, like, say they could have got tackled at, like, the five-yard line. And then it brought up, like, third and goal. And Andy Dawn just goes back and just kind of lobs the ball in the air. Horrible pass and just gets picked off. And the best part is, anything the game's over. Oh yeah, you know, Giants just need to get a first down. Also, the guy that picked off on the Giants almost ran out of the end zone, which and it was McKinney, who was their draft pick from uh, Alabama, the safety. Oh, he was the one that caught it. I yeah, actually he was the one who that. picked it off. Yeah, and he did almost run it out of the end zone, but then some guy like came in, or people were probably yelling at him <laughs> to like get down. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, he. So then it was a touchback. So now the Giants need a first down. Game's over, and then the Eagles had like one more timeout left. And Cowboys. Uh, I mean, Cowboys. Yeah. And uh, Gallman goes, you know, takes the handoff, gets the first down. You know, just like, I was looking, I'm like, okay, go down, whatever, gets tackled. 
But nope, doesn't do either. Just the ball somehow flies out of his hands. Like, just flies out. And then um, somehow lands on it and ends up recovering the, his own fumble. Um, they reviewed it and stuff, but they could clearly see that the Giants got the ball. He recovered, and then uh, the Giants kneeled, and that was game. But just just the perfect way to sum up the NFC East. Just yeah. that game. <laughs> Wait, so the so now the Cowboys are six and ten too, but I guess the Giants have a tiebreaker. Is that how that works? Well, I think the Giants' division record is ended up being four and two because so, they beat Washington twice, Eagles once. So and is there a chance that if so, they could it could be a three way tie at six and ten, but the Giants make it. Yeah, that's like, what okay. it would be. That's that would, why it's also great. Just be a three way tie. That would be that would be actually hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I guess yeah, they'll see if the Giants mm-hmm. make it play. Then they would play the 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 Bucks. Yeah, people will get some decent narrative uh, content out of that. Uh, see the Giants against Brady again. Yeah, and I guess and I guess the last thing to talk about the Giants. I to go back to the Jones thing. I mean, I go back and forth, but I think it is like I said, it is tough to really determine like how good he is. I guess it's kind of like the Sam Darnold like thing on uh, you know his issues with the Jets, and he just really hasn't been given you know a great offensive line or anything really to work with. Um, but I think with this coaching staff, maybe Jones can uh, become a like a better quarterback. I mean, who knows? Look at Josh Allen. You know, a guy, a guy worked hard, and True. in his third year, I mean, he's just. Or he just needed Josh. I was Josh Allen just needed weapons. As no. soon as he got, he looked uh, so bad. I mean, yeah, yeah, he yeah, looks. I know what you're saying. Obviously, you need weapons to look better, but he didn't look like a really good quarterback who just had no one to throw to. He looked like a bad quarterback who also had no one to throw to. I mean, I'm I'm taking the victory lap on Josh Allen because okay. I said before the season that he was going to be Lamar Jackson light this year, and he basically was. So I'm going to give myself a couple couple points for that. But <laughs> I think that everyone who also since we're on the Cowboys, everyone who said that the the Cowboys offense wouldn't miss a beat when Andy Dalton was going to come and you know control the game. I think they really need to just, you know, raise their hand and just say, I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. Um, I'll never talk about fans, uh, football ever again. Because the Cowboys suck. And Andy Dalton is trash. He's always, He's been trash for the last, like, three, four years. And for some reason, um, they just thought he was just going to step in and beat Dak. They literally said that they wouldn't miss a beat. That was, that was literally as soon as Dak got hurt, they were just like, oh, Andy Dalton's a quality quarterback. You know, this offense is way too good. The Cowboys are still going to be very good. And, you know, didn't happen, you know, so. But would you pay Dak the money he wants? Yeah, absolutely. He's way too good. Yeah, When you have a quarterback that is, you know, upper tier with elite talent, you have to pay him. And I think he's already walking. So uh, those freak injuries are really, really fluky in where it looks like career ending. But they recover so quickly and, you know, fully. Like, I was just thinking, you know, look at, like, Paul George, Gordon Hayward, uh, Karis LeVert. I mean, Karis LeVert looked like he had an awful injury. He came back in, in the season. Um, you know, all these, like, crazy injuries where these their ankle literally pops out of the socket. And and it's just, like, gross to look at. You know, it's, you know, it's a, the exact injury that Dak had. And they come back, and they come back stronger, or maybe not stronger than ever, but they come out, come back, you know, healthy. You know, they look good. They look good. So yeah, I mean, I would 100% pay Dak. Like, what's your other option? You're going to pay Andy Dalton? 
uh, no, like there's no other option. Like finding a quarterback in this league, one is very, it's very difficult. I mean, you look at like, you know, the Jaguars, um, all these teams like the Bengals, Browns, um, you know, they, they have so much, they missed on so many picks, so many quarterback picks. They would love just to have the opportunity to pay Dak. And once you get like one of those, you know, even like even like a, a mid-tier quarterback like uh, Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan, you know, you just got to pay them just because they can be good enough to win a Super Bowl. That's really all you need. You just need someone who could uh, raise your ceiling and your floor. And Dak does that. Um, I think he's, Dak is better than... I mean, let's see. He's probably healthy. He's top five, just off the top. Um, no, no you're way. way. I think you're no. way away. Mahomes. Dak. Mahomes um, I. I mean, Josh Allen. What he's doing is better than anything Dak's ever done this year. It's not even close. Dude, Dak was amazing this year. Oh, I, I amazing think Dak this year. The putting up insane numbers. He's putting up insane numbers. Yeah, he was. That's true. I mean, the Cowboys were still sucking. I don't know. I think they were one of the defense. You can't blame the defense on him. But guess what? Dak has had a loaded offense every year of his career, basically. And he's looked like really good, let's say, his whole career with a loaded offense. He's had, for most of his career, like borderline the best offensive line. Like nowadays, it's apparently not as good. He's had weapons. I mean, okay, you got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. He's had Zeke, prime Zeke. Or was he there when they had like the Marco Murray rushing for two thousand yards? So no, because they no, they were yeah they were both quarterback uh, back then. Was it Romo? Yeah, I think it was. Romo. Oh my god, that was <laughs> I think a long time ago. But anyway, Dak and Zeke, Dak and Zeke were both rookies. Yeah, uh, they gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, but no one's ever looked at the Cowboys offense and been like, I guess before Amari Cooper, maybe you could say, oh, they don't really have a one number one receiver, but they have amazing they offensive had line. Des they Brian. had Des, yeah. Okay, when he was towards the end, I, I didn't yeah. want to say Des because I'm thinking, oh, is Des back with Tony Romo too? So, um, <laughs> I, I think don't know. Des, I think right? I will. I'll put Mahomes over Dak. I'll put Josh Allen at this point over Dak. I'll put Rogers definitely over Dak. And uh, who else? I Russell mean, Wilson. Russell Wilson is better than Dak. So that's already. And then right after, and then right there, it gets cloudy. What about Herbert? Herbert, I'd rather have Herbert than Dak. Yeah. I mean, and and I would rather have Lamar than Dak. I know not everyone's a huge Lamar fan, but Lamar is, is better than Dak. He just is. I, in my opinion, it's like Lamar rushes for like 1200 yards every season and throws for like 30 touchdowns. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, but then again, it's like the Cowboys. he's number six. What? I don't know. Then he's I mean, number six. You think he's think, better than Joe Burrow? I feel like Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford. Yeah, I, I'm a bit. I like Matt Stafford. I know he's. I want Matt Stafford I, to just leave the I Lions. Be like, like, why are you on yeah. the Lions so long, dude? Like, who? Get, he should, sometimes I feel like NFL players should take a little bit from NBA players. Just, just a man oh. to trade. Like, get the hell off the Lions. The Lions are terrible. The Barry There's Sanders no retired when he was thirty. Calvin Johnson retired when he was thirty because they're probably sick of playing for the Lions. But Matt Stafford sticks his whole career with the it's, with the Lions going seven and nine every year. I, I thought I think Matt Stafford. I don't think he's like amazing, like top five quarterback. But he probably look like imagine Matt Stafford on the Niners or with the Kyle Chiefs. Shanahan. I always think or, about him or the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, or the Chiefs too. Uh, but I but mean, there's there's tiers. So pretty much I would put him in that upper tier where like the second tier. So I would say Mahomes is a, is is in his own tier, and then. Rodgers and Wilson. Next tier would be Josh Allen, Watson, Murray. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Then, Watson, yeah, Watson too. Dak. Yeah, yeah. I forgot Watson. Yeah, and then I would probably put Dak. Like tier Dak would be in that upper fourth tier. Fourth tier. Yeah, with, he's asking for like $45 yeah, million dollars a year. The That's thing the is, problem. Well, I was say, I would say, I'm paying 
you you pay a quarterback. You would pay him forty million. But then then you have. No- I don't know. Is that the market? Like, is and if uh, you know, like, is there a market cap in football? I, I don't know because it, every year, well, the narrative for a while was like, well, you know, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is the highest paid quarterback now. Oh wait, you know, Carson Wentz is a high, highest paid quarterback, and everyone would be like, well, don't worry, you know, the highest paid quarterback is just the quarterback who most recently signed his new contract. Yeah. Right? So Mahomes just signed what? What was it? Five, ten years for five hundred million or something. I did like that? hear there was like there was some breakdown on what Mahomes did that apparently he it was like could have left money on the table. Yeah, like <laughs> apparently it was more time. of like a team friendly deal. Like I think there was like a something with the salary cap, like something with his guaranteed money. That like there's going to be a spike basically in a couple of years. Well, that the salary he cap just in. apparently in the NFL just nonstop just it never up. goes down. It just yeah, goes yeah. up, 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 up. It never stops. Well, same with basketball. Same with baseball. It just every all these contracts are just they just get more massive because I mean sports get bigger and bigger, bigger. Especially now that um, sport uh, gambling is going to be legalized soon everywhere. And I was just thinking, like uh, I was just watching, you know, the Nets game. So it's FanDuel Sportsbook everywhere. But that's it's illegal in New York. I know it but doesn't make sense. They're advertising it like it's not. Like, first of all, isn't that illegal to promote an illegal activity? <laughs> uh, I don't. That's um, a good question. I have no idea how the hell that works. What well, is, like you can't wait? So you can't use Fanduel if you live well, in New York. You can't. Use, no, you can use Fanduel like for daily fantasy, but you can't bet on the games like, betting, like game Okay, game. maybe. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe they just want people to see this commercial, like download FanDuel and be like, oh, I can't gamble, yeah. but let me do fan- Daily Fantasy or something like that. But they promote, they don't promote like the Daily Fantasy well, stuff. They promote the legal shit. So they're in, like, the, promo- in the market. You actually can't even, you can, the, the, what they promote, you can't even download. It's not, like I have FanDuel and you cannot access the sportsbook side because it knows you're in New York. But in, on, in the game, in the Nets game, what? they're saying like, use the sportsbook, gamble yes. in games. Okay, yes. I don't understand that's that. True. That makes zero sense to me. That, right, is it, it's not legal in Connecticut either though, right? Or Yeah, no, it's not legal. It's not legal, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, I always thought it also was funny. I think it was Seth Rogen did like a funny clip of like FanDuel when it first came out when people were like, oh, there's a difference between like what the FanDuel is doing and uh, actual gambling. And people were like, oh no, like, it's the same thing. Like, I don't know. It's like some joke about it because it still is kind of betting. Um, like FanDuel, like not, not like games. Like, you know, how, like people would like make their own teams, whatever, enter those tournaments and stuff. And like only like 1% of people would actually win like a ton of money. Um, you know what I'm talking about? I, I like vaguely remember like there are people who like three, four years ago when it like first came out, there was people who were making like millions of dollars from daily fantasy sports because whatever they like they they had their edge on the yeah. algorithm or something and there would just be people who would win everything and basically just keep Everyone winning and make lose. yeah <laughs> and they would just lose to basically the same like five guys who hacked the system and i feel like that's because I, I remember reading some article about this i don't think i mean is that still the case i don't know i don't i don't do yeah. sports gambling. like nobody ever makes money in the long term so that's why i always say with sports game i think we talked about it. it's like if people want to do it to make the games more fun or just as a hobby, like I don't, I don't care how people spend their money. Spend it however you want. But I don't know when people are like, oh, you know, like I, I put five bets together, and like it's always that it's like the grown up version of fantasy where it's like, let me guess, like so when someone's about to tell me about like sports gambling or a, a bet they place, like let me guess, you place a bet and then it almost hit, but it didn't, or you place a bet 
and it almost was not going to hit, but then it did hit. You know, it's like the same story every time. I'm like, are you overall, like over the past five years of, of sports gambling, are you, have you made money or lost money? It's like, well, you lost money, but then I don't understand. I don't understand it, I guess. I don't understand it. Maybe if I started, I would get addicted and love it, but I just, you're just like losing money over a period of time. And that's why I say like it, it, people can spend their money however they want. But if I were to get into sports gambling, I would not look at it as like, oh, this is a way that I can make some money. I'd be like, you know, I'm bored and I want to make these games more exciting. Let me put some money on it. And I'm sure it does make the games way more exciting. But if you're in it to like, oh, I'm going to make $10,000 per year. Like, no, you're not. Like, it's Vegas. They get everything. Jalen Hurts over under for passing yards. This game is probably 224. And he's going <laughs> to pass for 223 or 225. Like, it's going to be right I there. They, 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 they have all their, I guess, formulas or algorithms. They're on point. Yeah. I don't even know what it's, your edge would be. Like you have to gamble like Czechoslovakia and like women's tennis. And you could get like a, a an angle to to like consistently make money before they figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, but that's my spiel on sports gambling. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I get what you're saying. And I'm going I'm talking about like how they always they have that like difference between like the fan duel, like entering the tournaments and stuff where you just create the team, but how that wasn't considered gambling versus like betting on like certain games you know it doesn't make sense it's the same thing it is right it is fantasy football is gambling if you're putting up money on like on the odds that x y and z happen then you're gambling right so it's like it doesn't matter that it takes four months for it to pay out you're still gambling money yeah that's Uh, what i never understood why now it's like like you're going like why was it allowed why why was yeah why was sports allowed exactly okay i get yeah yeah, that's what i mean yeah that doesn't make any sense it's just gambling yeah that's a good point like what the hell was that? Yeah, why? How how was that allowed? And that was the if whole sports gambling is illegal. Why the hell is daily fantasy sports? Why didn't they just call their sports book like the quote unquote fantasy book? Yeah, right? it just plays bets on games. I, know, I, I don't know. If all all that matters is the phrasing, they should have they could have been making money for five years. They always show Jeffrey Lurie in every Eagles game. Does he have like some sort of deal with NBC? But whatever. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I saw him last week too. Actually, he gets I showed that. during every. I feel like I'm sure they show the owners of each team like every game, but I just always see Jeffrey Lurie. I don't know why, but yeah. Anyway, okay. That was a nice little FanDuel rant, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I think it's kind of dumb that they are uh, advertising it for. Okay, well, let's get to the Nets, Ryan. What, oh, yeah, yeah, come on. Let's not bury the lead here. Yeah, three and four yeah. after seven. What's a panic meter at? One to five, what's a panic meter at? So it, it's really interesting because I said I expected the Nets to start off slow, and they came out scorching hot from preseason, the first two preseason games, to the first regular season games, blowing out teams by 30, basically. And in, I was like, pre- wow. Oh, in the preseason and the first couple of regular season games. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is not what I expected. This is way better. And now, you know, they sat one game. Uh, Katie and Kyrie both sat a game. It was close. They lost to the Hornets. And then they lost they two both, games. They both sat that game? Yeah, they did. That Against the Hornets? Hornets? Really? What, yeah. what game was I watching? Or at least one of them sat, I'm pretty sure. No, they both sat the one game. Um, and then yeah. they beat the beat the Hawks, but then they lost to them by a solid mar- margin of 20. And... You know, that was, you know, that was really, uh, I don't even know what to say to that because I don't know, because it hurts because I'm not a believer in the Hawks, yet they, they beat the Nets, who I'm obviously super optimistic on. I have them winning the, the championship this year. So, you know, I mean, I did expect them to start slow. So this is, I guess, what is happening. You know, the first like 10 games, I expect some some ups ups and downs, but Tonight, you know, tonight came down to the buzzer. 
Uh, they lost to the Wizards. Um, they had two great looks. Kyrie had an open three. And then they got the offensive rebound. Katie had a, a shot that he literally hit all game. And, you know, what it comes down to pretty much is it's what's it's really interesting is that I expected KD and Kyrie to start off slow because they are both coming off significant injuries, especially KD, yet they are playing absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Kyrie tonight, 30, 10 and five on 50 percent shooting. KD, 28, 11 and seven. KD has not taken a single wide open three and he's shooting 50%. Like he is, Katie is playing phenomenal and Kyrie, he struggled like two games, but um, for the season, he's been great. But Karis LeVert has been absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, I mean, like he hasn't even had one good game. He, he has, he's shooting on very high volume. Um, I'm going to pull up his numbers right now, but um, it's pretty much it's the problem right now is they're doing heavy isolation um, with Katie and Kyrie, which works. But, you know, everyone else is just not doing well. Joe Harris is playing well, but the the, the rest of the team, it, it's it's just not all coming together. They're they're shooting. They're not really going on any runs. They'll have like a bucket here and there just to keep them in the game but they're not going like a, a any 10 runs or anything like that. Like we saw in those first two games. And, you know, then when Katie and Kyrie sit, then it's all Karis. Then it's like the Karis show and he's shooting 40% um, on, and he's taking 15 shots and he's been awful from the field, awful from three. And, he's you know, he's not been closed games in the games that I've seen. He's not closing games. And I'm, 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 I mean, he's not playing well enough to do it. And I don't think he really should close games because I think that I'd rather have a shooter. Um, I'd rather have, you know, just, you know, Joe Harris is going to be there just because he's lights out from three. You know, I'd rather have um, TLC or Shamit or Jeff Green just out there just because they, they, they're playing well and they get, they get spread the floor out. Harris just seems to be in his head where he's like, okay, this is like my only time where I'm going to get the ball. And he's just trying to do too much. He's just trying to do too much. And, you know, it, it's, he's struggling, he's struggling to find a shot. But, you know, with that said, I mean, I think he's going to get better. Um, you know, cause he's in, I mean, like in that, it's a perfect role for him cause he gets, you know, he basically has the same role, but he's going to go up against, you know, the second team and, you know, he's going to have the ball as much because, he's best utilized when he has the ball because he's not a great off ball player. So, you know, I, I, you know, I still support the decision that Nash is making to make him, you know, the six man and that Ginobili role, which is high praise because he hasn't done shit in it yet, but he is actually averaging a career high six assists, um, which is great. But we, I think the Dinwiddie loss is bigger than um, what most people expected just because Dinwiddie, is a very reliable player that he just basically just does everything on the floor. Like he's just there. He could, he's just willing to sacrifice and he doesn't have to shoot like, you know, 15 times a game. Like apparently Karis does. Um, and you know, it's, it's a big, it's honestly a, a big loss. And a little, I mean, as soon as Karis uh, did when he got hurt, this is when we, we wanted the landslide. I'm not saying that's totally because of, 
Dinwiddie going out because he's not that significant to lose, um, you know, lose to the Hawks by 20. But, you know, it, it's really interesting. But, I mean, KD has been just amazing. He looks phenomenal. I mean, he was literally just trying – he tried twice to literally posterize people um, this game. So he has a lot of confidence. And what is really – what I didn't really expect or what I really didn't know about him is that he is very vocal. He is very vocal. Like he is um, just all about leadership. He's literally pulling guys over, telling him what to do. And it doesn't even matter if it's a good play or not. He's like, this is what you you have to do. Like he, he, he gets pissed off. He's pretty fiery. He's a very fiery guy. And I actually like that a lot because, you know, he's leading um, by example on the floor and off the floor. He's, you know, just telling guys like how to rotate all these like defensive um, rotations and whatnot, just like critiquing guys like this is what you should do. Like, don't help when this guy picks up his dribble. Like, I don't need help if, you know, you don't need to trap him because I'm so fucking long. I got him myself. Like, he's just very vocal, and he's keeping Kyrie in check mentally. Um, There's a game, I think, I don't remember which game it was. Uh, I think it was a game where Kyrie was, like, one for ten in the first half, and KD was, like, I don't know what exactly what was said, obviously, during the conversation, but... He basically got up in like Kyrie's grill and whatever he said, Kyrie was lights out from the second half. Like he won them the game and, you know, Katie had like high praise for him. That's all he talked about in the press conference. But yeah, I mean, I'm not worried, you know, to answer your original question. My, my panic meter is probably a two, two out of 10. So, you know, I would say, I would just say it's a one because I did, I, you know, I expected a, a, uh, you know, a, a rough, it's, uh, not really a rough, but an up and down first 10 to 15 games, just, you know, totally new team, new teammates, you know, because, you know, bringing in guys with such high usage rates and it's not even just about the high usage rates. It's about the, like, the superstar talent where, you know, guys haven't like the Nets haven't really had a guy, two guys of Katie and Kyrie's caliber where they're like, well, should I take this shot? Because Katie and Kyrie are so good. Like they really should be taking these shots. So they kind of start overthinking it and they might do an extra pass where they shouldn't, where they actually should have taken the shot and they, they start to overanalyze and they're not really in a rhythm. And I think that's what like Katie and Kyrie are doing. They're trying to, um, you know, in the press conference, they're, they keep talking about this old team thing. It's like a whole team theme. So they're trying to, give more trust to their teammates and pretty much just, um, you know, give them some more confidence. And, you know, I think tonight was a tough loss, but, you know, if they won, if, they, if Katie or Kyrie hit the shot, you know, I would, I'm going to say like things would be too different, but, um, you know, the, the games are close. Their differential is eight, eighth in the NBA now. Uh, but I mean, listen, if you look at the standings, you know, it's very fluky. Let's see, like the Suns are like the third best team right now. Um, Sixers are like five and one. Like these these standings aren't going to last. It's only game six or seven. And, you know, I'm not I'm not too particularly worried. Um, 
you know, you see guys like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis isn't playing well. You know, he's not shooting that well. Um, you know, it's just a lot of ups and downs. I mean, the cat the the Cavaliers are third in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, shout out to them. You know, Sexland backcourt has been uh, awesome. I, I didn't expect that at all. I didn't even give them any shout out. Just didn't even think about them. And they are proving a lot of people wrong. Um, the Hawks are really trying to make me eat my words. I said that they they wouldn't even be a playoff team. And they're, they've been scorching hot. But that's also partially because Trey Young was getting fucking 15 free throws for the first like three games. It was absolutely ridiculous that he was averaging more free throw attempts than the entire Raptors team. And that has, that has uh, regressed to the mean. Now he's only getting like four free throw attempts the last like two or three games. So, um, you know, I'm still not really, you know, bullish on the Hawks. I mean, I still don't understand why they would be much better. Um, you know, basically the biggest thing that happened is that Trey Young has gotten like a shitload of free throws. And speaking of Trey Young, he's like the most overrated three point shooter maybe of all time. He hasn't shot over 35% in his entire career for the last like two or three years. Has he really been that and well? I didn't realize that. 35%. That's average. It possibly below average. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. He takes like deep threes sometimes, but that's not enough to skew your average like that. Like you look at like how, like the people who, who, who would dare to compare him to Steph Curry should be hung because Steph Curry <laughs> is, just, you know, a God, you know, from threes. Like it, it, it's outrageous, outrageous. He shot 32% his rookie year, 36% last year, and he's shooting 30, 36% this year. So, I mean, Go fucking hang those guys. Yeah, yeah. You, you, really going at these uh, Trey Young lovers. You know, I love Trey Young. Just go, go hang. Yeah, I mean, you you compare him to Steph Curry, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. I mean, I still don't get like the Hawks roster is. It's whatever. I mean, I don't really see. They were they were really bad last year. They won twenty guns in the finals. <laughs> yeah, they won. Well, hold up. They won the, the, the Nets. Okay, I mean the Hawks, Trey Young, but we're not going to let you off the hooks with the net with, with with the Nets here yet. So you think the Nets are going to win the finals, even though Dinwiddie's out for the season? Yeah, Katie and Kyrie, bro. That's all that matters. Okay. It's all about the superstar talent. Okay, it's all about the superstar I, talent. I don't and... see it. I'm going to be honest. I, I watch your team. Their defense. I don't. I guess it's early, and I actually I just checked the scores. I thought it was worse. I guess it's just the last two out of three games. They had that one game against the Hawks where it was super high scoring, and then tonight, I don't know. I was watching the, the end of the game, the fourth quarter tonight. Neither team was playing any defense. I don't know if this is like a league wide thing or whatever. It was like a it was like a summer league game or something. They're just driving down well, the court, lay up, drive down the court, lay up. We're seeing some ridiculous. Um... Scores. I mean, we saw a 50-point loss by the Clippers uh, to the Mavericks, and then the Mavericks lost by 30. And then the next day, the the Bucks won by 50. And like the, but then the game before that, like the Bucks lost to the Knicks by 20. Like the, it's it's you know, there's so much variance in these these games right now that you you can't really make a confident conclusion um, based off these games, and you know. You know, it's pretty much you still have to rely on your preseason analysis. And, you know, Dinwiddie obviously is a big loss, but, um, you know, who knows? They could also make a trade and, you know, they have a lot of guards on the roster. So, you know, if there's any, like the thing is like the Nets have so many point guards, like if they were going to lose someone, it would be, 
you know, a point guard. And yeah, so they have, you know, they have depth. Is LeVert considered a point guard? I thought he was a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard. He's a shooting guard. But I mean, he is averaging six assists, which is, you know, he's, he is playing, he's shooting like shit. He is shooting like shit, but he is um, trying to mitigate that by distributing well. And, you know, he, he's doing that. And but do you want them to trade for Harden or he just, that's over with? Because, you know, I was listening to Zach he, Lowe, he said that the fact that Dinwiddie, which I was kind of surprised, he said the fact that Dinwiddie is out doesn't really rule the Nets out. So I was like, what? But I, I disagree with that, honestly. Um, I don't think it rules them out, really, but I think it definitely significantly downgrades that package um, right now. Is Dinwiddie I think a free that, agent after the season, though? No, he has a player option. So okay. well, I mean, that's also really interesting. Is well, yeah, I guess would he pick it up or not? Yeah, I mean, because you know, coming off an injury, like, should he just take the player option of like twelve million and then like then go for the next? Because I don't think people would really want to pay him after um, you know missing the season. You know, he's sort of in that he's going to be in that Oladipo category where people are unsure of how good he they they basically would want to see him on the court for at least you know mid-season half half a season and um so yeah so i think that you know because i mean in the rockets perspective talking about the harden trade the rockets have a good team and you know i think they they're very good i think they have top four potential in the west john wall actually looks really good and you know if you look at the package i think they they would want to win they're, they have they the moves that they made. They're they're win now moves. You know, you know, signing Christian Wood, which turned out to be an absolute steal. He's averaging twenty four and ten, um, very efficient. He's been phenomenal, and um, you know, because so Dinwiddie being out for the season that definitely hurts the trade package. And they didn't really have much room to, you know, if they really they they can't really go down. Like they can't lose value in that trade package. So I think it definitely hurts, especially if Ben Simmons is on the table. Um, you know, I think that if basically if the Nets trade for Harden, it will be a steal. It will truly be a steal. Um, but I don't think like, that's the thing. I never really thought they had it enough, but it was just like, there's so much talk about it. I'm like, this is actually sounding legit, but you know, I don't know there has to be another team that steps in. Um, because I mean, there's a, a lot of teams that could put a better package than the Nets if they really wanted to. So, uh, I mean, Harden has shown that he's not—he's a winner. Like he's just gonna, you know, trade rumors or not, like strip clubs or not, all that bullshit. Like this man's just gonna go on the floor and just like fucking drop 45, 10, and 10 on your ass. And you know, he's just—it doesn't matter what's going on off the court. He's just gonna when he's on the court, he's just gonna give it his all and just like knock down, you know, all those fucking threes, cross people over. I mean, he's just, he's a winner. He's a winner. And people don't think that just because he struggled in the playoffs. But honestly, I think he's an amazing player. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely confident in the Nets. Uh, I mean, the, the Bucks are all over the place, like losing to the Knicks and then winning by 30. Uh, Clippers too. I mean, there's no like, no. I mean, the Magic were undefeated for a couple games. Uh, you know, there's just so many. That's what happens in the early in the season. You know, it's small game, small game sample sizes, and 
you know, people like to make conclusions and people love the Hawks right now, but I don't, I still don't see it. I still don't see it. I mean, their offense has been great, but they've been shooting just lights out. Like I, I don't think that they can possibly keep up that efficiency um, from downtown. Like they just don't have enough talent. Um, you know, maybe the, the, um, the East is weak and they could sneak into the playoffs, but I don't think they're actually that good. Uh, I mean, people were saying how like the Hawks were going to be in the Nets position in like two, three years. I'm like, that's bizarre. That doesn't where How do you draw that conclusion? How do you draw that conclusion? I don't think Trey Young will ever be as good as Kyrie. Trey Young is just too small. He's just too small. I mean, I mean, maybe if he's getting 15, 15 free throws a game, um, then yeah, he could pull a, you know, a hard and just stack, you know, 35 points a game. But I still don't really, I'm not a fan of, you know, six foot point guards. Um, Outside of Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul is like the, the, the outlier, but yeah, I mean, right now and, and point differential, uh, let's see the bucks. Let's see if this loads. It's the bucks, Lakers, Sixers, Hawks, Pacers, jazz, the nets, and then Mavericks Cavaliers. Like, is that like, the Celtics right now have a negative point differential. Um, Nuggets, Rockets, like I don't think that like that's not going to happen. Like th- these aren't going to be the final standings. I don't think the the Sun. I think the Suns are are solid, but I don't think they're great. Chris Paul has been terrible. Like no one's talking about that. Chris Paul has been terrible. I know, and, they've and been I was winning games though. It's kind of weird. I, it doesn't make and Aiden Aiden has been good either. And Booker's. But, been, I don't even think Booker's been that good, honestly. I don't know who is really doing well on this. <laughs> no, it's weird. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's why it's it's a small. It's only been seven games. Yeah, I think it's been a weird start, but yeah, like you said, it's been. It's not. I think you got to give. I want to see the Nets do, and maybe I want to give them like twenty to thirty games. Uh, I don't know. My main concern, I still, I yeah, I just think their defense is definitely. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely Breaking. something to question, but yeah, it's it's definitely early. I mean, they they haven't all played together. You know, they got to give them like. A little bit of time, you know. They, but I don't know. I, I kind of like. I like the Suns. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm a big uh, Booker guy. I like Booker. I like Paul. Um, always, you know, always a fan of the short guys. You know, <laughs> gotta gotta stay on my boys. But I, I think the Suns. I don't know. I feel like the Suns could finish as like a top five seed. Um, it, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I can see them being. All right. So I mean, just off the top. Let's see. So it would, I would probably have the Clippers, Lakers, and then you could throw the Nuggets in there, and then the Nuggets um, two and four right now. Yeah, exactly. It's like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I mean, I uh, guess yeah. The Jamal Murray, I, I think he had a he. I know he started off the game hot today. I, I didn't I really saw see. he had like twenty something in the first half. Let's see what his maybe stats he's back in his like. bubble form. I, I did think he was going to do uh, amazing, just because based on his. Uh, how good he was playing, which is kind of hard not to buy into. Like, oh man, maybe he's gonna be great next year. But um, he had thirty six points tonight. Yeah, he's Oops. he's definitely not been the same type of player. But, but Chris Paul shooting forty percent, uh, thirteen points. I mean, yuck, thirty three percent. Someone I was I I was you know talking to someone on on Twitter, and they said they would take. Chris Paul over Kyrie and people were taking aside. So I'm about the, and like 
mid-season, I'm gonna roast the shit out of that guy. <laughs> Kyrie is gonna be like Kyrie low-key dark horse MVP still. No, um, no, really, no. absolutely. No. Come on, Why no, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Kyrie a zero percent chance of winning MVP. I'll say literally, unless AD gets hurt and misses like half the season, he literally has no shot of winning MVP. Why would he win MVP over KD? I mean, listen, it's possible. I mean, they've both been playing phenomenal. Name the best point. Name the top three point guards in the league right now. The top three point guards? Probably Dame, Steph, and Kyrie, I would say. Off the top of my head. I don't, I don't I mean, know. Yeah. Unless I mean, the is Nets Lu- is Luca a point guard? Is James Harden a point guard? Unless the Nets win thirty games in a row, yeah, I don't think I don't, Kyrie's I don't, win MVP. I don't, but I wouldn't the fans rather? I mean, the the voters they would ra- probably give it to KD over. I mean, I, I guess it depends that. how the season. Well, first of all, for that to happen, the Nets would have to be the one seed. So, which is it, totally feasible. It, it's feasible, but it would be between the the Bucks. I think the the top two in the East are the Bucks and the the Nets. I mean, um, what about you? Don't think the Celtics have a shot at the Sixers? Sixers look pretty Sixers good. Sixers are five I, and one right I'm now. Big, I like Seth Curry. Picked him in fantasy. I, like I think Seth it was Curry a big too. pickup, honestly. I liked him on the Mavs last year, and I think uh, I don't know. Is he is he uh, their six man? Yeah, right. I think he's in the starting lineup. Oh, okay, now he's in the starting it's lineup. Like him, Tobias, Danny Green, Seth Curry, Ben, and Joel. Um, I also think I kind of I kind of feel like Harden may stay on the Rockets. I don't know. That's yeah, it's kind of hard because the better the Sixers do, the less likely they'll be to trade for him. I'm going with Harden stays in the Rockets the whole season. That's what um, I. I mean, it's it's interesting. It depends on what. I mean, basically, the best case scenario for the Rockets is simply that James Harden is like, okay, Christian Wood is damn good. John Wall is way better John than I expected. Good. I was gonna say John Wall looks really good. John Wall looks good. John Wall looks damn good. And I mean, I like all all the Rockets have been missing for the last literally five years is just that third piece. And now Christian have- Wood could be that guy. Or, or it's John Wall. I don't know. Maybe Christian Wood is the number two guy. Christian Wood has been so good. Christian Wood has been so fucking good. John Wall has been better than expected. It's it's awesome to see John Wall just coming I know. back. I know I'm happy to see. Uh, I mean, because he's been he's you know dealt with so many of his injuries and everything, and now seeing him back and actually able to play and like play minutes, like he's not doesn't seem like they're really um, restricting him on anything, right? He said that he had three infections, and there was a time, there was a point in time where he wasn't sure if he could keep his leg. The same thing, like like an Alex Smith situation. I mean, obviously a little different. I don't but get like, how that happens. Like, like your guy tears his Achilles, and then what? Are the doctors giving him infections? Like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, you rip a tendon in your foot and it just doesn't heal? Um, like, why does it get infected? Yeah. I mean, I have, you know, based on my uh, experiences with uh, knee injuries. But uh, <laughs> uh, I have been at, I was at physical therapy once where this guy did have an infection in his scar. Like, from after surgery, I don't know, somehow, sometimes, like, it can get. Infected. I think those That's hospitals, they, man. They so I once I saw the the stats are about like hospital or what is it called medical error or something. How many people like die from things that happen in the hospital? I'm like, keep me out of the hospital, man. I, I, I mean, people get like 
wrongly prescribed the wrong medicine and stuff. Like they've operated on the wrong body parts. Yeah, like I'm 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 trying to stay out of the hospital for by any means necessary. So but uh shout out to John Wall. I mean the point differentials, Ryan, you were saying the point differentials are super like wacky. I don't know. The the two best point differentials in the NBA are the Bucks and the Lakers. Yeah, but like outside of that, like no, the Nuggets having a negative point differential, I, I think, the Celtics. I, I think what it's coming down to is if if LeBron and AD are healthy, the Lakers are going to win again. I, I was so uh, not confident. Well, I have them going to the finals, but how, I just think that, you know, how are they Katie gonna and Kyrie. The Nets? How are they going to lose to the Nets, man? Dude, how, Katie is amazing. I don't think you understand how good Katie and Kyrie are. How are they going to lose to the Nets? I, the, the Lakers would have the two best players in the series. Yeah. I, no, they won't. I would think. I would think KD honestly would be the best player in that series. By the time he warms up, so KD, if he's this good, he's the best if player. He's in NBA, now, if he's this good now, how is he not going to? He's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. I mean, he's been absolutely lights out. He's been lights out, and he hasn't played in a year and a half. Okay, and but then AD is like way better than Kyrie. KD's better than Kyrie. AD is better than Kyrie, but. Oh, I think the Dimwitty Dimwitty hurts because you know I would argue that the the Nets' depth is better, but now I would say I would probably lean that the Lakers' depth is is greater um, than the Nets. But you know, you know, it comes down to a you know seven game series, so it would definitely be obviously it's going to be competitive. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you know I, I think just KD and Kyrie are just more motivated, you know. I think, you know, and then the championship, it's so hard to win back-to-back championships. It's so hard. I, yeah. I mean, and I think that, and especially coming after a, a, the shortest off season of all time, that's not, that's not really in the, the Lakers favor, you know? So it's going to, it's a tougher road. I mean, yeah, they have like tech, like if you look at the roster, absolutely. I mean, I have the Lakers obviously going to the finals. So obviously I think they're great, but you know, it's so hard to win back-to-back championships. So that is, you know, it's tough. Like l- last year, I was all in the Lakers winning. They won. You know, I think just the Nets are hungry and they've had they had the rest and, you know, they could do it. But, you know, obviously it, we're going to have to talk about this more down the line. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely, you know, the Nets have a, a great chance to win um, the championship. But, you can't rule out the Clippers too, because they are. I think they're pissed off, and um, I think they're getting their. I think their mindset is better this year, just because you know they were clowned all last year, and they're probably pissed off about that. And I think they're they ha- they're more like underdog. Like last year, they were more like you know just put them in the the finals. Like everyone was running them into you know the championship. They're going to win the championship and. You know, they they were just like, oh yeah, we got this. Like Kawhi fucking won a championship with the Raptors. Like, and then he comes to the Clippers, and then we get Paul George too. Like, it's a dub. But now they have like an underdog mentality. Um, I think Serge is a huge upgrade, and you know they have the pieces. So, you know, the Lakers going against the Clippers will be tough, and the Bucks their depth sucks. Um, that's the only thing. You know, I think Giannis is. Obviously, godly, but how good is Drew Holiday? Drew, Drew Holiday is very overrated on defense. Like this guy, uh, what's it? Alfred Payne was just destroying him, destroying him. Alfred Payne, fucking trash, and he's destroying <laughs> Drew good. Holiday. 
I mean, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I think right now, I just think if the Lakers, yeah, if the Lakers are healthy, I, I think it would be a good series, but I just can't see the Lakers adding Schroeder and adding, uh, Montres Harrell and just having another year of LeBron and AD playing together. If they're healthy, I, I, to me, I always think, I think you're, you're underestimating the, the power of a short and off season and yeah. the fact that they just won a championship. Like that's huge. That's I think LeBron's old. playing 32 minutes a game. He's not. He LeBron's going to give no f's about the regular season. He six months from now, he's 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 going to be. It's LeBron. Like he's not going to wear down in the playoffs. Like when has that ever happened? I literally said. I said they're going to the finals. Okay, yeah. but then when when they get to the finals, that's when the short off season is going to catch up to them. <laughs> oh no! I just think that the 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 Nets are just more motivated. I think KD is I fucking. Think- I think LeBron has never, never been more yeah. motivated to win the championship right now in his entire life. You don't think LeBron wants to kind of like stick it to Kyrie? Like, after Kyrie made, didn't he make those comments about saying how he's finally yeah. with like a clutch shooter or something? Yeah. You don't think LeBron's like, well, what, what the hell, man? We just came back from 3 1 again. LeBron against- said that he saw that comment. He got interviewed on some uh, like Richard Jefferson's Probably podcast. Probably his barbershop. Yeah, on the barbershop. <laughs> and he said he saw those comments. So he, he's paying attention. Yeah. You don't think but, he but I don't think that's I don't think that's a significant enough narrative to motivate him. Like LeBron's going to want to win regardless, just because he's he's playing for his legacy, so not really to play to prove Kyrie wrong. But it's it was really interesting to see how much Kyrie's opinion affected him. You know, just the fact that he was actually hurt that Kyrie said that. <laughs> and like, he was I mean, supposed to be boys. I think Kyrie's best basketball is play with LeBron. So I mean, sure. so far. Obviously, it could change if he, he has to play. If he's healthy this year, of course, things could be different. But I'm saying... What's going when been... Caruso puts the clamps on Kyrie? <laughs> Kyrie, Caruso doesn't finish. Yeah, he's the plus-minus king. Caruso is the plus-minus king. Caruso <laughs> could guard Kyrie. I think that's true. I don't think he'll lock him down. But he people would say every round last year, oh, what's James Willard going to do? What's James Harden? Caruso, what's Caruso putting up this year, huh? He's Let's check the pressure. I like I've been a Caruso supporter. I've been I've been on the train. I've been saying he should get more minutes, but I, I mean, going up against Kyrie, I do no think, shot. I do think this NBA season is definitely more open. Like, there's there are a lot of I think you know teams that could make the the finals, could make the uh, you know Eastern Conference, Western Conference championship. Um, and I I think it's been it's definitely been entertaining. Was it last night? I think there was like a ton of teams that were underdogs that won. Um, oh. All right, yeah. So Alex Smith just threw a, a bad interception. Eagles, Eagles have the ball. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think that there's definitely like a, I think like a good amount of talent like spread out like throughout the teams right I now. I mean, I think the only wild. the teams that are gonna win it's either gonna be the Clippers, the Lakers, the all the four teams. What? It's the the Bucks, Clippers, Lakers, Nets, and then there's a potential fifth where James Harden gets traded. To the Sixers, and then I would throw the Sixers as that fifth contender. Okay, I, I think I, the Sixers could could beat the Nets w- without James Harden. I don't. They, I don't think they have enough depth. I mean, you know, Steph Curry, Seth Curry is nice. Um, I do say. I mean, shout out to uh, Tobias. He's been great. Oh, Tobias. Um, oh, Tobias. but who? Side note. Um, I don't. Who? Who do you? According to Basel reference, who do you think is the uh, lead for MVP right now? 
I'm oh right now. Name the top three. <laughs> I just name the top um, three, and then the, but your number one guy. Off the top of my head, uh, Giannis, Joel Embiid, and KD. I was gonna go um, <clears throat> Joel Embiid. Um, who else was I gonna say? Well, Harden hasn't played too much, right? He's played four games. He's played four games. I think I feel like it's got to be someone random. Uh, I don't think Giannis has done that well. Oh my gosh, Chase Young. Jeez, who else is in the? Um, I'm gonna go. Is Paul George up there? I'm gonna I'm gonna name Paul George. <laughs> and then... it's I'll go bottom up. It's Trey Young, Joel Embiid, James Harden. Oh, James Harden James, was there, but he James Harden uh, at sixty-seven percent right now. They must be just you know, by stats. I looked at Harden's stats like five minutes ago, and they're pretty insane. But he's only played the three games. That's, what, that's why I didn't say Harden. It's at five hundred. Yeah, that's why I would say Harden. Whatever to that. For that yeah. reason, like he's been. Uh, that's why. Yeah, that's the, Harden would have that to right average now. fifty points a game for the voters to give him MVP. I mean, if he averages 35-11-5, he's going to get the MVP. But not for but I mean, the five seed. Sure. If he's averaging 35-10, I mean, the he rebounds are going to go season. up. He, he averages 35 every season. Yeah, but like if no one else is doing that. I think I think LeBron should kick his ass in the gear. This could be a fifth MVP <laughs> season. He, I think – I was going to say – He's just got to grab it. It's right, it's right in the open. Nobody, I think this is a year that LeBron could win it, but – I don't. I don't. I think, no, he wants. I think he wants AD to win it. I don't know what AD is doing. What is AD doing? <laughs> he's too busy. He's just falling AD, to the ground, hurting AD, his left pinky, and then AD uh... just follows whatever LeBron does. <laughs> so if LeBron, what's funny is that LeBron probably won't care about the regular season. So AD will also not care about the regular season. But it's like AD, you're 26. Like you're supposed to care about the regular season. But he'll just be like, well, LeBron doesn't care, so I'm not going to care. He's AD gonna... just follows whatever LeBron does. If LeBron doesn't run back on defense on a play, AD's like, oh, I got to be with the cool like kids. Like, I'm not going to run back on defense either. He's just a LeBron follower, but I love AD. I mean, in, in the bubble, he he was everything that I could ever ask for. He So if he if he, he could do whatever the hell he wants in the regular season if he brings that in the playoffs. I don't understand why he's only shooting 17 times. Like, he's Anthony Davis. He should be shooting 20 times. And he's only averaging twenty three a game, and eight nine rebounds. Like, well, nine is rebounds he just not kind of standard? Like, he Hyman doesn't rebound as much as as much as he averaged. He averaged ten for five straight years. Right. What is that? One rebound per game difference? <laughs> that we're talking about. I thought we were well, he averaged. He averaged season. twelve. He averaged twelve for two seasons. Okay, it's what, how many games has he played? Four. Yeah, but now he's playing shooting guard. <laughs> yeah, he, he's playing shooting guard. Right, it's it's the early center. in the season. It's early in the season. I mean, doesn't want to be playing center. You said it's small sample size, like you said. Yeah, I think I don't think AD is going to be uh, struggling <clears throat> the whole season. I mean, like, yeah, he'll be fine. I I do think that if LeBron wanted to, he probably could win another uh, MVP or come close. But I don't think he's going to play enough minutes. Like you said, he would be playing like thirty two. Like thirty two right now. Um. Well, that's why I thought Kyrie was going to get the MVP because I thought KD would be on like a somewhat minutes restriction, like let's say you know thirty two, thirty. But you think the media you know, is going to vote for right. Kyrie when he called them pawns? Yeah, I mean, also now no one even remembers that anymore. Oh, no, I think people remember that. I don't think. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, people will probably remember that, but I mean, 
he's a dark horse. I'm not saying he's gonna win MVP. Okay. I'm saying no, he's a dark horse. But if the Nets say or have like have one of the best records in the East and Katie and Kyrie both are healthy, you know, for the whole season, they don't you know, they play most of the games, you don't think Katie will be more of the MVP over Kyrie? I mean it depends. It depends. Like if K- Kyrie is averaging like uh, you know, twenty nine five and seven and Katie is averaging I mean, you know, I mean, Kevin Durant has been a phenomenal. So, like, you can't really bet against them. Either way, I mean, they're both – either one of them could win MVP. So, so what would either you rank Kyrie in terms of best players in the NBA right now? Um, Probably in that 10 to 12 spot. All right, that's fair. That's more fair than I thought you were going to say, actually. 10 to 12 spot. Um, I mean, there's just too many good players in the NBA. Um, yeah, way too many good players. Like, you want to say – you could name a random player, and it's like, oh, Joel Embiid. You want to say like? I was about to say Joel Embiid. Like, where like no one talk like where no one's talking about him, but he is he's, he's so talented. I was man. gonna say maybe it showed that him and uh, I guess Ben Simmons could maybe figure it out because it seems like they are because they got they got uh they got Seth Curry. Uh, <laughs> they got Seth Curry right. I think that was a big pickup. They got Seth Curry, man. That's all he needed. I tell you, I think that was a big pickup. They um. It's just like he, Joel Embiid is in the group of like top five players in the NBA where there's actually like 11 players. He, he's, yeah. he's just in that group. It's like, there's just too many good players. So it's like Jokic, is, he's a top five player. It's like he's probably like eighth, but he really should be top five in a, in a different year. It's like the golden era of, let's see the Sixers. Embiid, 23-12, three assists, a block, Oof. a steal. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, okay. I like what I'm Look at. Look at his Batman, though. I mean, his Robin. Uh, Tobias Harris shooting 50% from... <laughs> well, 50%. What, from what? Three. What, what stats are you checking? Oh, wait. I'm looking at last year's stats. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch my Embiid stats. All right. We're coming down. Coming down. Well, you know, Embiid's averaging 25 and 12 right now this year. Okay. That's even um, better than I thought. 54% shooting. That is phenomenal. That's a bump up than his oh, usual. You see Ben oh, yeah. hit the three the other day? I yeah. did see Ben. It looks smooth. It looked like a good I know. shot. Like, what I was is his deal? Just shoot it, man. Why does he have... Let it fly. I mean, I know he has the yips or something going on with him, but why can't they just be like, look, whatever happens, just take at least one three a game. Can he, they not just tell him, like... He's averaging open, a puke-worthy 13 and a half open. points per game. They told him, you know... The goal of the season is for Ben Simmons to shoot one three game last year, and he didn't do it. His coach said it publicly. That's, that's how like, bad he's got. To that's go how bad he wanted it to he's happen. Got, he's got to see a sports therapist. He literally <laughs> got to break. He's already down. Seen a therapist. He already did. He's already seen a therapist. Yeah, I don't. What What is it like? What is What is? I wonder what he says back to these people. And they're like, "Hey Ben, like you want to just shoot the three if you're open? Let's go. Like, okay, you got it. Then he catches a three and just drives straight into the lane. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. I remember, I think I was watching when the Nets played the Sixers in the playoffs when we actually could go into uh, the arenas. I was watching, I was watching Ben Simmons warm up, and this is in the playoffs, right? And I was like, let's see him shoot. And like normally these NBA guys, they're shooting and they're like making everything, you know? He's taking like mid range jump shots. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> he's not even, like, he's making them like maybe, you know, he'll miss one, make one, then like he'll miss a few. And it's just like, damn, like, I I don't know, like, how many, like, how much he practices and stuff. It's just weird because I feel like his, I feel like he could definitely be a better shooter. 
I really do. Offensive, offensively, Ben has been struggling. He has um, been, yeah. Defensively, he's been great. He destroyed, oh man, more R.J. Barrett slander. I mean, R.J. <laughs> Barrett, he might be the worst player he did, in the He did well the other night, though. He, I guess the Pacers. Uh, what was the last? I night? actually checked his stats. I think last night, he's and because I was like, "Am I am I wrong? Is he is he on a hot start?" And I really don't think he's on a hot start. No, no, he had a no, few he's, good games. he's back to his pukey ways. He plays hard. He's got like the he's uh, shooting thirty seven point five percent from the field. He's shooting sixteen attempts. Sixteen attempts. So at least he's getting shots up. Uh, he's shooting five threes a game. So you're like, oh well, he's probably he's probably having a decent year from three. He's shooting twenty four percent from three, which is basically Markel Fultz tier. And from the free throw line, which is actually kind of interesting, he's at seven, wow. 79% from the free throw line. So his, that's really, that's a good sign. That is but a really good sign. But why the hell are the threes taking a nosedive? He did shoot good last night, but. Is that Jalen Hurts? Is no, he, no. Who the hell is Jalen that? Hurts that got hurt, I think. Is that Jalen, Wentz? No. Wentz isn't even in the game. And it's Sudfield. Who the hell is this guy? Wait, why isn't Wentz in the game? I, I, Wentz was, they, before the game started, he was out. I don't know. Because he wants to be traded. He's holding out because he wants to be traded. Oh, he's, Wait, actually, so he's oh, refusing to play? Yeah. He actually could have in this game, though. And like, I mean, I guess the game didn't yeah, do anything, no. but... Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's wild that he just didn't come out sweats. For, yeah, yeah, he, he came out. I saw that before the game. I, I don't understand what... what... He's he's a healthy scratch in the last yeah. game. Wow, um, that's kind of insane. Cool. Uh, but yeah, RJ Barrett, he's uh, he's not looking so hot. Oh, oh, we got a game. Sunfield. Um, I will say, I think the RJ Knicks Barrett are three and three though. But okay, go ahead. I um, keep interrupting. No, I was gonna say like, I feel like RJ Barrett kind of just he could be he could be okay, but I feel like he's definitely over like filled with confidence. Yeah, he but he, like he, he called himself like the Canadian Kobe or something. Yeah, and. And I just think that that's going to be his downfall. Maple Jordan. Oh, and no, that's that's Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I guess. But he's probably worse than Andrew yeah, Wiggins. I I think so. I mean, I, he's in the second year of his career. You can't be shooting 37 percent oh, from the, the field is unplayable. Like you can't twenty five and three. That is unfathomable. You probably you could shoot with your feet, and you'll probably hit twenty five percent from three. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be hard on him, but it just sucks with Knicks fans because it's like. They couldn't even get like John Morant. Like John Morant would probably be the most popular player in the NBA if he was on the Knicks. Like, would he not? Oh yeah. Would he not? Yeah, would he not have like, the highest selling jersey in the yeah, NBA if he was I, on oh the Knicks? God. Um, or Zion? <laughs> you, <laughs> I always loved how you call him Zion. On the even when I listen to you, uh, when I listen, to you, his name. Is you just have to pronounce it. No, oh, now I just think it's Zion. I remember you said it once, but no, I, I like think him, it's and you just kind of hilarious because Zion is like his his uh, brother from like outer space or something. <laughs> <laughs> like his, I, think, I think Ryan Rossillo actually calls him Zion too. I Does he really? I, don't know. I, I, don't know, I think you're in your own world on that one. Someone, someone on some pod uh, that I listen to, uh, a reputable podcaster. <laughs> calls him zion and which is why i, I keep calling him i i mean i don't know yeah, right. but i think it sounds better i don't hate it i mean no it's I just, it's i've great. never heard anyone say it but i kind of like it zion i'm a big zion i mean zion zion sounds so forced it's like you have to think about it like you have to say zion it's just zion just flows off it flows <laughs> off the 
the, Zeon the sounds like you're some foreigner coming coming to the yeah, U.S. And like, like you're a, like, oh, this guy's Zeon. It's Zeon <laughs> Wilmington. I mean, I think we are both wrong <laughs> about the Pelicans. I guess for now, I mean, the the Pelicans are are having a good season. Isn't Lonzo playing? Yeah, Brandon well? Ingram is, uh, has been great. Brandon Ingram, man, that uh, guy. I think I might have been wrong think, on Ingram too. I wasn't high on Ingram. I think me. he's obviously like, like an amazing offensive player if, now. If only they could have been dumb and just taken Kuzma and been like, "Oh, you guys could keep Ingram for the Lakers." <laughs> Imagine the Lakers with Ingram. Yeah, no, that that would be. I don't know if he would have broken out though, because he needs the he needs a high usage rate to really succeed. He would be better than Kuzma though. Yeah, but like, I, oh, oh my god, yeah, no, he, he would be. He's like Kuzma. I honestly, I thought like uh, sometimes you watch him and it's like, damn, you know, he's. He looks like he he really pulled together. <laughs> he he's could be fine. all right. He's fine as a role player, but yeah. he's nothing besides a role player. But he'll make some plays. You're like, wow, he's got some skill. And then, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, okay. Go to. The- I mean, he was a second round pick. No, wait, wait, no, was he a second round pick? Uh, Kuzma, I think, was like a late first. If I late if first memory what serves. What's Lonzo Ball stats this year? Hey, do a little Google. Lonzo Ball reference. Basketball. Lamelo. I actually looked at Lamelo's stats like yesterday. They're good. Oh yeah, he's. They're like not bad yeah, really. at all. Yeah. I... And also, wow. nobody. Wait, speaking oh. of most popular players in the NBA, nobody on Twitter gets more engagement than Lamelo. If you run a Twitter search for Lamelo, every well, highlight has back. like oh. forty thousand likes. It's crazy. dude. His passes. Still, he made another path where he that just like pass, yeah, twelve point three shooting. Oh man, that was gorgeous. Lamelo shooting. Oh, I mean, no, Lonzo no, shooting no. bad, but it's only yeah. sixteen inches. I mean, last Whoa, year was please. a big step up. He shot thirty-seven and a half from three. That's great. I mean, now this year, obviously, he's, I mean, he he's plays not, good but, defense, though, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he's, he's a really good defender. Do you see Lamelo's three-point um, percentage? I know he had forty-two percent like, from four. With four attempts, that's incredible. And he had like, um, what's the per thirty six? Hit us with the per thirty six. Oh man, oh man, the per thirty six. I might come. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. eighteen seven and seven, three steals and a block. Wow, look at that. And only three point seven turnovers. Oh my god. I mean, Is Lamelo? Wow. Do you think he'll be at nineteen? Yeah, he he's only. He 19. could be a. If he keeps this up, like he could definitely be. It looks like he's going to be better than Lonzo. Yeah, I was going to say he could definitely make some All Star games, like for sure. Yeah, it looks maybe like, even be like an actual like the, star. The thing is that I don't know how much the fan vote counts. He's going to dominate the fan vote. He might be the leading vote getter. I'm telling you, the kids love Lamelo, man. I know he, he love him. He gets engagement like nobody else. He I'm needs another you. star outside of uh, Gordon Hayward <laughs> and. Like yeah. some like Gordon Hayward's been good. No, he has. He's been imagine good. he could he was thrown to a guy with like Zion or someone. Um, imagine if he was throwing a Zeon. Yeah, imagine he was throwing a Zeon, like just these like, alley oops and stuff. I don't know. I just feel like it would just be great, great to watch. Just him doing these. He'd probably do like a bounce pass from half court. Like, yeah, but off the backboard. Like, like <laughs> we, we we've talked about before. Zion is thing is he's not like Blake Griffin. I'll say that Blake Griffin has some of the best highlights you'll ever see in the NBA. I mean, he jumped and over a car. You know? he, he jumped Can't over, stop. but that was a lame one. He jumped over the hood of the car. I know, I just thought that was He good. jumped over a fucking car. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, but it's like Zion will get alley. Lonzo will throw Zion like an alley-oop from like half court. But like Zion just like jumps up and catches it with two hands and dunks it. Like it's, it's nothing like insane. I don't know. Yeah, Gordon Hayward is having a nice year though. Gordon Hayward is having the most Gordon Hayward year of all time. Nineteen five and five. Good like, thing they that paid is so yeah. Gordon Hayward. Good thing they paid him thirty million. Yeah, they, <laughs> they paid him a lot of money. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. Terry Rozier is averaging twenty three points a, a game. Well, he scored what? Uh, yeah. 
Oh, I mean, he had, I think he had like two 40 point games. Off so. topic, but Steph scored uh, over 60 tonight. Just saying. What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. 60? Yeah, he's over 60. 60. Over 60? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he scored over 60 tonight. 62? Yeah, we need a fact check. We need a fact check on this. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. I, and, uh, oh, my God. He scored I have him in fantasy, so I'm, I'm, that's good. It's good stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a career high. What? what? Wow, he put up so many points in fantasy. Gave me 69 points. Honestly, that's it? Yeah, Honestly, I guess he, did the, he not have any assists? The, the Steph disrespect. Four assists, five rebounds. The Steph dis, disrespect is done. You can't. People are going, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a Steph defender now. Now that the Warriors are not a threat to LeBron, I'm on team to defend Steph because he, he people are just, the, the, the Sharks are out. They're sensing blood in the water to to go in on Steph and the because the Warriors are trash, and you know what? He, he's responding to the haters. Maybe Steph's a dark horse MVP. Let's see <laughs> how, how many how many uh how many threes do you think he hit? Um, uh, ten. Eight for sixteen. Eighteen Damn. for nineteen from the free throw line. Was he just going James Harden or Trey Young? Yeah, or Trey. Yeah, exactly, or Trey Young. But they beat the Blazers by 15 points. They sc- the Warriors scored 137 points. Wiggins had a good game. The the the, the box. You know, I will say I have noticed that. I want to know the stats, but I think almost every team that's lost the first game, the next time they play that team, since it's been so close, they've won. And I think it's been the trend's been continuing. The Warriors just lost the Trailblazers. They won today. The Knicks lost the Pacers and win. I mean, the Heat lost by. Oh my gosh. Was there a fumble? Oh, what what is going? This is a tip. Right. I don't know if you're watching, but this is the just the the best way the NFC East could finish. Put NBC e- on. You have to watch this game. Uh, the the Eagles are throwing picks. The Red Washington football team is throwing picks. There's fumbles, uh, fumbles. I like Hertz is out. Wentz isn't even in because he just doesn't feel like it. I mean, Smith is Alex Smith, Smith is somehow so alive. <laughs> Alex Smith likes okay. the ball. <laughs> oh, and he recovered it. Alex, Alex Smith with Smith the hustle. It? Look at that. I mean, got to give this guy respect, man. I mean, look look at him diving. Like, he doesn't care about his leg. What do you think? What are the odds <laughs> are that LeBron sent a tweet about uh, Steph tonight? Like, sheesh, the young king yeah. with the hero. My Akron. My, my Akron brother. Twin. That's so what it Akron is. Akron twin. <laughs> my yeah. Akron twin. That's exactly <laughs> Some stupid shit. Nah, he tweeted about the Browns last. I'm surprised. Man, it, but, do the emoji with like the the smoke coming out of the nose, like um, young king. I can't, I, I can't get over this game too. But yeah, I mean, Steph balling out, man. What do you think? All right, guess Blake Griffin's three point percentage and his attempts this year. This year, in six games. Oh my god, he's probably attempting. And I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, one hint is he's averaging only he's averaging 16 points a game. I would say nine threes at 29 percent from three. I was gonna say seven seven three point attempts, and he's shooting thirty two percent. He's shooting eight eight threes a game on forty three percent. Oh, but why is he only averaging sixty? Is Blake Griffin like a the new the Duncan Robinson? He just shoots threes. He's shooting more threes than he's attempting regular field goals. Did he win goals. a comeback play of the year? Did he play last year, or was he hurt? He, he was hurt. He. He got hurt early in the season. But he's not going to win comeback player of the year with 16 points a game. No, KD, I guess KD. Right? Fighter, a dude. Yeah, I guess KD. Yeah. I don't know. Win. I'm just thinking of like a player that's like not as considered like polarizing. Yeah, I guess anymore. Even though like I, yeah, I, I like Blake. I mean, 
It's kind of or crazy. John Wall. Oh yeah, John Wall too. John Wall will probably win it. It's just crazy how they, Blake was like, "Oh, I guess I got to start shooting more threes now." And like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna do it. And like, I don't know. It's, it's definitely impressive to see. Oh, there's only two minutes left in this game. Yeah, no, this game's actually wild. Um, but uh, I know we were talking about uh, a little before we started this about like baseball and stuff, but uh. Oh yeah, want to wrap this up with some ba- uh, baseball talk? Yes. Blake's, uh, yeah. So, major news in baseball: uh, Padres are going all in, absolutely all in. They went all in last year, and they're they're literally loading loading the deck. They traded for Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish somehow, which doesn't make sense because they're both under contract. And you know, okay, like the Rays, you know they you know, are all in on the analytics thing and they basically believe that they are going to basically replace him. And, but the, the weird thing is that somehow the Cubs traded Darvish, which is bizarre. What are the because Cubs they're doing? Big... Like are the Cubs, I feel like Chris Bryant has been in trade rumors for like three years. Like did the Cubs, are they like not want to be good? He's been real bad, Chris Bryant. Really? Uh, it's not... I mean, not like, no, yeah, he has been, he has truly been awful. Um, I think last year, just terrible. I don't know what happened to him. You know, he was supposed to be in that. He was supposed to be one of the best players in the league for a while, and something, something happened to him, and he's just not that good anymore. But the the Padres are so. I think the thing is that did the Padres jump over the Yankees in terms of uh, World Series contenders? Absolutely. I the only thing I would say though is because the Padres have to play the Dodgers. Because they're in the NL, it kind of benefits the Yankees. Because only one of them can yeah, make it to the World. Only Series. one of them will play the Yankees. So it's like, I, I mean, both of them I think are better than the Yankees, um, right right now. But at the same time, it's like, who knows what the Yankees are going to do? There's still a lot of time. Like, maybe, maybe Hal Hal will be like, oh, maybe we'll like actually try and go after Lindor. Um, I mean, if they don't get Lemayu. Canely just is gone, and I, I think he had like surgery or whatever. I want a Lindor trade. Yeah. All these I mean, Lindor, baseball sorry, teams yeah, are given away. Yeah. Darvish is basically was runner-up Cy Young last year. What did he get traded for? Like a bag of chips, like prospects that nobody even knows or cares about. So what? Twelve-year-olds, bunch of twelve-year-olds, twelve-year-olds, and the Indians oh, are basically whoa, whoa. yeah. This is oh, oh got him to jump off sides, and then he ran into Alex Smith's leg, and Alex no. Smith is probably dead now. Oh my. Uh, so that looks like the Eagles' seasons are over and the Giants' season are over if that was actually a, a defensive encroachment, as they call yeah. it. And yes, it is. Okay, yeah. so that's – well, I guess the, the Eagles still have timeout, so maybe not them. But for 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 the um, the Indians, the Indians have basically been saying – Lindor has one year left on his contract. The Indians have basically been saying, like, we need to trade this guy. We're not going to give him a contract. We're not going to give him a contract. We're not going to give him a contract. So, like, why, why don't the Yankees just trade – the Yankees should just trade for him. If they're not going to sign LeMahieu, they have to replace him. And Lindor would be literally the perfect – Lindor is young enough that he fits in. That would basically be the team then. You know, that would be the whole team. Would, 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 be, would be all these young guys. Like, they wouldn't need to add any or sign any, like, position players. They just need to either sign LeMahieu, trade for Lindor, and then they should need to re-sign Tanaka or Paxton. And – I wanted them to re- to sign Kluber too on like a buy low deal, but that so that's what I want for the Yankees: Kluber, Tanaka slash Paxton, one or the other, and DJ or Lindor. If they don't re-sign DJ 
and they don't trade for Lindor, and we have to wait, listen to like this nonsense of like, oh, they're they're going for Lindor as a free agent, where it's like, I could understand if if the Indians were asking for like your whole farm system to get Lindor, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, he's gonna be a free agent in one year. But let's be honest, like we said. In baseball, all these big name players, the teams train them are like don't even want them anymore, even though they're amazing because they know they're not going to sign them. So it's like the Indians have no leverage. It's like you're going to lose this guy for nothing if you don't trade him. So the Yankees should just what Clark Schmidt, Clark Schmidt, have him, and we'll take Lindor. You know, would you give them Debbie? Uh, him or would you give them Frazier? Frazier, they got Uh, Frazier from the Indians. I would want to, yeah, I would want to keep Frazier. I would give him Debbie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who knows? We all think Debbie Garcia. Well, okay, he'll be great, but I mean, really, I think his feeling is a, a third starter. Yeah, like, I mean, okay, that's great. If but- they could keep, yeah, I think if they could keep Paxton, I think I kind of rather Paxton to not get Paxton healthy. Mm-hmm. But if they can keep Paxton and get rid of uh, Davey Garcia, but all, but then get Lindor, and if they. Because then you basically would, be saying like when let's say Severino's healthy for the playoffs, your rotation would be Cole Severino Paxson. You're basically asking, Smith, guess, would you Smith, would you trade yeah. your four starter for Lindor? Like yeah, yeah. Like Lindor's a future Hall of Famer. So I mean, at the rate he's on, like I'm pretty sure 60 WAR is like the cutoff for the Hall of Fame. He's around 30. He's like what 26. So uh, yeah, I, I would trade Debbie for I know Lindor. I know probably a bunch of Yankee fans would freak out because they always like. Fan bases have a tendency to like overrate their young prospects and think they're all going to pr- turn out to be amazing, like Cy Young or MVPs. But it's DJ or Lindor; those are the only options. I'm not listening to the Yankees because this this is like within the realm of possibility. By the way, the Yankees let let I I can't believe that the Yankees will let Paxton and Tanaka go and let and DJ walk. Yeah. I can't. I'm I'm not even going to believe that that's actually possible. Their bullpen is also slowly. Like slowly not depleting. becoming like the, the juggernaut yeah. that it used to be. It's not, so what is no, it right kinda... now? It's Chad Green, it's Britain, it's Chapman, it's Ottavino. If Ottavino gets their shit together, that's still a nasty bullpin, but they need like I want but one, Chad one Green, more. They're sign. also like one year old. They're like I know, I know. Chapman, but the... Yeah, I I do think it's good, but it's kinda like I feel like no one's kind of talking about their bullpen. They're slowly losing guys each year. Mm-hmm. And they're not adding they're not really replacing. They're not adding anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the big issue, I think. With what the Yankees are doing, they're kind of getting rid of guys and not really replacing them with like yeah. good talent. No, it, this is a, this will be a, a pivotal off season in terms of let's see what. Well, I've been banging the drum that Hal Steinbrenner is a joke and yeah. he's basically the Antichrist, and I've been <laughs> saying that since they didn't sign Machado and since they didn't sign Bryce Harper. I was like, okay, this guy's just a joke. He's not serious. And then okay, they signed Garrett Cole, and everyone throws a parade that the Yankees, who were desperately in need of a starting pitcher, sign the best starting pitcher on the market. And for some reason we were supposed to pretend like that, that buys them 10 years of a grace period. Um, and so I just want, and people will say, Oh, well they didn't sign Machado, but they got DJ. And so what if DJ leaves? So it's like, well, we didn't sign Machado or Bryce Harper. We got DJ LeMayo for two years. <laughs> DJ was amazing, but if he leaves after two years, then that makes that even look worse. So we'll see, we'll see what they're about. If they, if they try to sell us on Garrett Cole, Debbie Garcia, Clark Schmidt, and Jordan Montgomery is like the rotation. And Domingo Herman is the rotation this year. It's like, then they're just not a serious organization. They just don't care. I mean, how could you, how could, and meanwhile, the, I mean, we'll see about Steve Cohen and the Mets, but meanwhile, the Mets are probably going to sign Trevor Bauer, George Springer, and they signed that random catcher who I never even heard of, but his stats are good. 
and then the, the Padres, the Padres. Well, how much are the Padres worth? Like one point four billion. Yeah, where's this what, money? What are, the, what are the Yankees worth? Like eight billion dollars if they actually got sold. So, but then we have to watch like the Padres and all these teams make power moves. Remember when the Astros traded for Zank Rinky? Like Zank, I called him Zank. Exactly. Uh, you remember when the Astros traded yeah, for Zach season, Grinke? Right? Mid-season, like we already had Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. They're paying Verlander. like thirty-five million. We, they're paying him like his crazy contract, and they and they didn't win the World Series um, uh, that year. They lost to the Nationals, of course. But that's power move. When have they? I don't even consider Garrett Cole power move. The power move is like we're already really good. Now we're going to try to step on everybody's throat. That's what. That's what. Um, like the Padres losing in whatever the NLDS. And then turning around and and saying, yeah, we're just going to go sign two of the best pitchers in baseball. And know maybe Blake Smell, Snell is you want to put him in the top five, but Darvish pitched like one of the best pitchers, and that's that's called a power move. That's called this is the move that's going to take us over the top. The Yankees don't make take over the top moves. Trading for Lindor would be a power move, you know, but they, they don't do power moves anymore. They do like little tiny discount bargain. They go dumpster diving. <laughs> They're like, oh, we found this discount reliever. He's he's a little dirty. You gotta you gotta sort of wash him up, but you know, he's slightly used, but we got him on a discount. That's what they do. They go to they go to the disc they're at the 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 discount racks at all uh, at all the stores. So even though they're worth eight trillion dollars and Yankee fans are gonna be like ten years from now are gonna be like, well they signed Garrett Cole, so you how you can't expect yeah. them to sign everybody. Are you so greedy? <laughs> oh my God. I think yeah, I mean oh. the, it's just sad. Like, and I think also well, them charging so much for like tickets and stuff. And whenever we can go back, and said, are three hundred. Like, oh I'm not going to want to go to the game. If you're paying all that money to them, not try and give the best like product on the field. And I just think that's kind of like where they're heading towards. But I guess we got to give them time. I think some people are like pretty quick on Twitter. Like, Oh, they're not signing anyone. It's yeah. like, we got to definitely give right. them time. I right. can't really say like, you know, Oh, it's a bad off season or not yet. We but, have to um, hold fire. You know, also, we have to hold fire. We can't. We can't unleash right now. Off topic from this, but Jalen Hurts was not. Did not actually get hurt in this game. He was benched. Doug Peterson Unreal. definitely. Doug Peterson definitely wanted to lose this game, and because he's like for the pick, because All Jalen Hurts has yeah. proven. I would say like he's been pretty yeah. good. I mean, since they replaced him with Wentz, and I I don't know what his stats were. I guess we can look them up quickly, but. Even if he was playing bad, is this guy that hasn't played at all Give him better, better than Hurts? No. I mean, he actually benched him. Let me see. Um, I can't. I can't find his. Uh, well, he has seventy-two yards. I don't. I don't know when he got subbed out. I mean, this guy is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're playing. They're. Uh, they're playing their uh, third-string um, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and Wentz just was like, "I'm not playing." So now. I guess Doug Peterson's like, all right, this game's way too close. All right, Hurts, you're coming out but here. But why does Doug Peterson win? Do you want to get fired? So who the hell is going to be the Eagles quarterback next year? It's got to be. No, it's going to be Hurts. It's going to be Hurts. I don't think Hurts is good. I know what you're saying he, he did better. Hurts was 7 for 20 for 72 yards. I mean, that's as bad as that could possibly be. Now, did he run but for then, He ran for 34 yards in two But is it worth taking him out? Like, no, if you're trying no. to win this game, This guy's I think, not better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. There's no. Oh, my God. Oh! oh! Oh, he's trying to win. He's trying to oh, win. Oh, what the hell? He just pushed him like 10 yards forward. They Come on, let's no, see they, this. They don't have a chance yeah, but running. I just think that... So the Giants are eliminated, by yeah. the way. If you're trying to win a game, you got to put... You got to leave your best... Whoever gives you the best chance to win. I think you got to leave Hurts in. Um, oh, my. Did he catch that? No. But, yeah, I, I just... 
That's kind of wild. I guess, yeah, Doug Peterson's probably going to be, would you say he's going to be fired? Or or that Super Bowl give him one more year? Uh, probably the Super Bowl gives him one more year if I had to guess. And plus, they've been destroyed by injuries the last two years. Not making excuses for them, but it's kind of hard to fire your coach when like your entire team is hurt. I would fire maybe your medical staff or something like the Yankees did. You got to figure you, you change out your field. You're playing on the wrong turf or something. Wentz, they're, they're giving oh, Wentz the, the, yeah. the glamour shots on the sideline. Wow, healthy scratch. What a shit show. Oh my I know. God. I, this is just the franchise best. franchise quarterback gets benched, and then the guy what a you bring way, him in gets What a way bench. for the NFC East like, division to be oh. decided. <laughs> like the third string quarterback goes in for the Eagles. <laughs> As the guy who's getting paid, who had one of the highest, I think it was the most guaranteed money given to quarterback at the Probably time. Probably at the time. Or something or like close, some high. Yeah. He's just didn't even suit up. <laughs> so WFT, there. Uh, I honestly think hot take possibly. I think the Washington football team they they should just be their name. I kind of like it. It kind of sounds like you know we we care so much about football we can't even bother to like name our team. Like we're too focused on football. Do you, you know? think? I kind of like it. Um, yeah, I guess we kind of got <laughs> sidetracked to the baseball, but I just had oh, to yeah, mention okay. that with the hard thing. You, you want to go back to baseball? Um, you guys got any baseball takes? I, I felt like I was afraid. Yeah, well, go on. Well, has there ever been a more perfect time for the Yankees to go all 100%, 100%. in? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I was, gonna, yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's, I feel like they have all the young guys. They're not paying a ton of them. It's they just get Judge contract. Like, I feel like this one, you go after Lindor and you go after like we said, like some of these other guys, and just like make some moves. Go after um, what's his name, Hater on the uh, Brewers. The Brewers get in like you got like. They, they had talks about him last year. I do want like, one stud reliever too, because like you're saying, if 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 uh, if Adovino's your fifth reliever, yeah. then you could see a scenario where he has a bounce back year, and you're like, oh my god, can you believe Adovino's a fifth reliever? Yeah. But right now, it's like they, it could be they're one injury away from now. It's like Adovino's your third reliever. Then it's like, oh my god, not not great. But I agree. Like the, the American League, I don't know if there's some team. Like obviously, I'm we don't follow every. Well, I'll speak for myself. I don't follow every team. I, I know you guys White play Sox fantasy team. I, I was going to say, Sox is there like a sleeping giant team? That's super young, like kind of the Padres of the AL. Like twins are always going to lose, so I don't count. Them. Yeah, the Twins are not serious. <laughs> the Twins will probably win 150 games and then get swept in in the first round of the playoffs. But like the, the American League is wide open. Like the, the Yankees, I don't see why the Yankees shouldn't be the favorite to win the American League this year, next year, the year after. Like what what is going to happen that a team is going to have more talent than them? The the Rays, if, if the, the Yankees lose to the Rays again this year when they just traded Blake Snell, they should just give up. <laughs> like what is the Rays payroll is gonna be like forty five dollars? No, I think, I think the Rays are not gonna be that good this year. I I just can't see it. Why did they do again, that though? I don't understand. Why do they trade Snow? I don't they, even get they it. Just he was making too much money. They just didn't want to pitch him past five innings. <laughs> yeah, right. That old um, Kevin Cash. I think also I think the NL actually is pretty loaded. Oh, well, they yeah, got the Padres. They got the Dodgers. The Braves. Who else? The Braves. I mean, the Nationals. The Phillies are coming up too. The Phillies. And the Mets, I guess, with a new owner. The Mets. Marlins yeah. is better than people thought too. The A, the American League, it's maybe like the East, uh, the NBA, where it's it like kind of seems like that now. That's because I was thinking about that the other day. I feel like the the NL is pretty loaded. Um, like absolutely, yeah, it's kind of wild. It's it's just even if the Yankees, if they bring back DJ, or even if they trade for Lindor, either way, their lineup is going to be loaded, and then it's just they have to get the pitching right. Like it's not we're not asking for anything crazy, you know. We're not asking well. You know, sign DJ and then also trade for Lindor and then also trade for I don't I don't even know some other amazing pitcher or something. It's like have Herman back, but yeah, they definitely need another. Pitcher how much too. is how much would Tanaka take? Thirteen million. 
for three years or two years. Tanaka would that would that would be great. Yeah. I would take thirteen that. million for Tanaka. You really if he wants to stay in New York, you tell me he doesn't want to pitch for the Yankees. So now, it, so if you could get DJ for well, DJ is a whole other story. If you know, I don't know if he wants like twenty five million. That's probably too much, but um, I don't know. It's like if you can trade for Lindor, pay Tanaka thirteen. And what's Paxson going to get? Like, can they bring back Tanaka and Paxson? Like, um, Tanaka, I mean, Paxson. They both take, like, uh, team-friendly deals, I But guess. what Paxson's <laughs> deal, what is even Paxson's deal going to be? He, he just missed basically all of last season with an injury. And like, guess, is, he gonna, is some team going to pay him $10 million per year for, like, a four-year contract or a three-year contract? Can the Yankees get him for, like, two years, $20 million? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Paxson? Yeah. I don't think – I think Paxson maybe could get, like – could he get like a two-year, thirty million? Yeah, maybe from from some random team. I'm just thinking, like, what I'm saying is, we're not. Well, if they trade for Lindor, the Yankees are going to have to give him a big contract. But the thing is, as people uh, fall into this narrative, the the Yankees before the pandemic, the Yankees were making like seven hundred million dollars in revenue per year, and and they're 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 the amount of money that they spend on payroll <laughs> for the players is the same as it was in like 2004. Like, if you put, I remember I saw the chart. This is what blew my mind. So. They're, they graph two things. They graph the Yankees' um, increase in revenue since, let's say, the year 2000, and they increase, uh, and they also graph the Yankees' uh, yearly uh, spending on uh, payroll salary. And the payroll salary was basically like constant. And on the graph, th- the revenue just skyrocketed. It's like, have you ever seen that uh, graph for the, the United States, like of the past 50 years, like GDP, like skyrockets, but like wages? stagnated yeah, yeah. that's basically like the yankees like the, the 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 revenue they make exploded and they they still are just paying the same amount per, uh of of salary on the players so they could say like oh we're paying 220 million dollars it's like well you were paying that 20 years ago when and now you're making three times as much money as you were back then but we can't get the best players on the team the yankees haven't been to the world series in 11 years i know that's 11 years oh so, my god come on i know it's, come on man <laughs> It is kind of, it's kind of just sad to think about that they really haven't been there in so long. That, um, but I was looking at so James Paxton, the most starts he had in the season, his career was in 2019 on the Yankees. He had 29 games, so he really. I'm I remember like when the Yankees first got him it was like something about, you know, will he stay problem. healthy and stuff. And then last year he had kind of a weird thing. I think it was like a cyst in his back or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw some tweet that was like. James Paxton threw 94 miles an hour at some scout yeah, I think session told me, like, two weeks ago or something. So maybe he's back. Maybe he's recovered from that. Yeah. I guess I guess in that case, like it would be kind of hard for him to just be asked for a ton of money because he doesn't have much to be working with. Um, and he's 32. So maybe he'll accept like, you know, two years. Yeah. Like you said, two years. Well, maybe 30 is a bit much, but like, will he take two years for 24 guaranteed? What if he yeah, pitches like crap this year? Like he's not gonna gonna get that deal. So I don't know. I would take a Cole Severino Paxton Tanaka. It's just like every year I feel like the Yankees don't have enough starting pitching. <laughs> just get more starting pitching. Get more and more. I want them to sign Kluber. I, I honestly do want that. I think he's a great buy low opportunity. He'll be cheap. He'll be cheap, and he has upside. He could be your number four guy, and he'd be great. He was like the best Number pitcher five. on earth like four years ago. Yeah, I and mean, then what? He broke his forearm, and now he's supposed to be trash or something. Like what? it might have been closer than four years. It might have been like three. Yeah, it was like 2017 or... when they when they played uh the Indians in like the the AL. Yeah, they hit him hard. They hit him hard, but he was like the guy back yeah. then. I mean, 
Like that's not that long and ago. They, and Kluber wouldn't have to be the ace and stuff. And no, they, they have an ace. And they'd have Cole. They'd have all these other guys. Like maybe he would just him and Cole would be like you know they become good buds. Yeah, <laughs> like, imagine it's like game five of the World Series or game four of the World Series, and like you're starting Corey Kluber as like your four starter. Like you're telling me who the other team, the Dodgers four starter, is better than Kluber? Really? Now maybe Kluber just sucks forever. Now that's also a possibility. That's why it's I think a high low opportunity. Yeah, it's like worth a shot. Like if they put. So they give him like I don't know what a few million. And, and There's no way he's going to be getting like and, a ton of money. And and who has he? He definitely has never won a World Series on the Indians. Like he wouldn't join like a. He's probably made a bunch of money over his career. Not like he's going to take you know two years for five million dollars or something. But you know maybe he'll take a, a decent, uh, smaller salary deal to try to join a team that like honestly if they get Kluber and and he is like eighty percent as good as he used to be like the Yankees could be a juggernaut if they make a few smart moves. They will cruise through the American League if they made a few smart moves. Yeah, Cooper won twenty games two years ago. I know with under three ERA, and he was the third in Cy Young. And the the year before that, he he won the Cy. Young. That was two years ago. Just two years ago, he's only played two games in two years. So we really haven't seen him play since he's been excellent. Sure, he struggled in five games uh, with the Indians coming back from uh, you know. I think he came back from injury at that time, but you know, it's an easy bet. It's an easy bet. It's a low risk, high reward play. And, and just do and it. He's going to be 35 in April. Like, okay. We've seen like people. Verlanders yeah. was excellent. Yeah. Give me, give me uh, a break. Like the pitchers don't amazing ace pitchers. Like how old is Scherzer? Was he 35? Well, he's still throwing gas, you know? Uh, also, so also the, uh, the fact that, all these new these pitchers are using pine tar and on these substances substances to um, increase their spin rate. You know yeah. that's what Garrett, all the Astros are pitchers have been doing. That's how uh, Justin Verlander rejuvenated his career. As soon as he went to the Astros, it was like holy shit, this guy's elite again. And it's because they all they taught them how to you know what substance, whatever substance they use, um, worked and their spin rates. Skyrocketed. And, Young this year. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I don't know. What if the like? I think the Yankees should just fucking sign Trevor Bauer at this point. Uh, you know, they they might as well just like <clears throat> they have such a small championship window. It's like this is such a good time to just go all. They, in. they should, but like, like, there's no way after they sign Cole, like that they would. I yeah. mean, Bauer's They're probably going to be asking an, for a ton yeah. of money. He's probably going to be asking for too much. I money. mean, I definitely think that they should do it because it would just be. I mean, it's yeah. like why not get your you know like lock up your stars. I mean, remember when the Dodgers had Kershaw and also and yeah, it was Granky. They were paying them both a ton of money. And they were beasts. They were like one and two basically in Cy Young. Mm-hmm. They were paying them both a lot of money at the time. The Dodgers are a team that makes power moves. That's why I was yeah. happy when the Dodgers won the World Series because they were right on the edge for year after year after year. And then they said, you know what? Let's go trade for the second best player in baseball. That's a power move. They deserve to win. Like they deserve to be rewarded for that. And they kept trying to make the right moves. Like yeah. it just kind of wasn't working out for various reasons. Like, you know, you could say the coaching or Kershaw at times kind of like, you know, underperforming. But in the end, they were like moving towards like, you just kind of knew like they were going to win. Yeah, I mean they were making multiple World Series like they were losing. The Yankees yeah. were not making multiple World Series. Like they're they're losing the World Series. The Dodgers easily could have been like we'll just keep running back basically the same team and hope that we win. They're like no, let's go get Mookie Betts and he made a huge difference. 
that the Yankees are like, I don't know, should we re-sign one of our best players? Maybe not, because we could get a discount and they'll sign some second baseman we've never heard of from like the Tigers for two years, $14 million. <laughs> and he's a career 284 hitter with, you know, 12 home runs per year, but he's really scrappy. And then and they'll sign Brett Gardner to a one-year $50 million oh dollar deal. It's like, what yeah, the fuck? They got, they got to just make Brett Gardner the bench coach. But <laughs> I mean, Gardner's good, but it's just weird how they Yankees are always penny pinching, but then always bringing Brett Gardner back for like ten million. I mean, he's a horrible playoff performer. Too. Yeah, it's like, well, no Brett Gardner really not accept like a one year five million dollar deal. Like, where the hell is he going to go? He's going to go to some other team. He wants to play for the Yankees. Like, give him five million dollars and say take it or leave it, dude. I just yeah, I'm going into the season though. I you know I just want to see Judge and Stanton actually stay healthy. Problem with the Yankees Stanton, all there. What a shame that Stanton's, <coughs> Stanton's moment got ruined by the Yankees. Oh losing, my God. He was literally going, I don't even know what he was going. He, he was engaging God mode. He's yeah. in a home run every single game. It's he hit insane. the Grand Slam. He hit the Grand Slam. <laughs> it was a waste. It was a waste of that incredible. He was the best hitter on the Yankees, which was amazing because if you were to bet, you would just say like LeMahieu, Judge, or Torres, and then Stan would probably be like, maybe Stan would. Yeah. Do well in the playoffs, but I mean, he was just incredible. Torres was and pretty good again, once again. I think playoffs. Torres is going to have a, a bounce. I'm seeing a big year from Torres. I think not, not that he was Dude, bad he last year, but I think he's really going to have a like a year like uh, 2019 that he had. I think, but that's what's so frustrating. It's like the Yankees. I don't want them to go through this whole phase or whole era, if you want to call it that, just like losing in the ALCS every year or something like that. Like they have enough talent. They just can't be like screwed over by the front office and their ownership. Like support these players, you know. Like put the best possible team. Like Lind, if if they if they traded for Lindor, I will not. You're not going to hear me like next summer saying they got to sign this star center fielder or something. Like I I don't I'm not insanely unreasonable where I'm like get every best player at every position on this team. But so if they sign Lindor, then it's like okay. After that, you know, you just fill out the the rotation and fill out relievers. I'm not going to be asking them to sign to pay Corey Seager thirty million dollars in in next year's free agency, you know, or something like that. So and they'd also move; it would move Torres back to second, which I think Torres is just a much better second yeah, baseman. Torres, I don't think can play shortstop. He's not fast enough. He's slow as hell. People, yeah. everyone just assumes that he's fast. I don't know he's why, but he's just slow as hell. He's really just a slugger. He's a power hitter. So he, yeah, I got him playing shortstop. He looks smooth, but he's not fast enough. He's, he would be much better at second baseman. And then Lindor. I mean, when the, uh, the Yankees uh, play, were playing them, uh, or did the Yankees play the – they did play the Indians, right? Yeah, they did Yeah, play yeah, the they beat them. That was when they faced um, – what's his name? Um, Bieber. Yeah, and Bieber right, was right. A, and roughed him up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, Lindor is making plays, like, on balls up the middle that were insane. Oh, he made one sick Yeah, play. he's, like, diving. It's sick it was to middle. watch. It's, like, yeah. right up the middle on plays where, like, oh, that should be – and it wasn't even, like, the shift was on. And he's just, like, net, like snaring, diving catches up the middle. Like, that would be that would be good. Him and Urshela would be – and I'm pretty sure him and Urshela are, like, best friends randomly. So, I don't know. He's got he's to recruit or something. I would be sad to see DJ go, obviously, but I'm just saying if they don't get DJ. I mean, Lindor is, you could argue he's a top 10 player. Yeah. Offensively, defensively. And he's only 27. He's 27 he's so years old. Getting, though. It's like, it's, it's just. Getting a guy like that, you know, it, it's, it's, that's where having a big market and, you know, guys willing to spend, that's when they get rewarded. They get those guys. That's why the Dodgers have been, you know, successful 
Oh, I mean, maybe they haven't won the, the championships, but they've always been, you know, favorites to win. You know, they haven't been able to fully, you know, go the whole way every season, but they've always been absolutely phenomenal every single year. And that's because they just, you know, take the, you know, the superstars off the small market team's hands um, at a discount, like what they did with Mookie Betts. And the Yankees could do the same with Lindor. And they just got to do it. They just fucking pull the trigger, get Lindor, um, easy sign Kluber. Hopefully Sanchez can be okay. Never I mean, give up. He, yeah, yeah. Can't bounce, give up on Sanchez. Bounce right? back here. Bounce back gotta... here. Every year is about <laughs> just don't pull a groin. We just I just want to see what he does. Uh, Give him uh, half a season. I, I think I think he's going to do it. I mean, honestly, realistically, all he has to do is hit like two thirty and hit like thirty home runs. Like, would people sign up for that at this point? Like, if he if he would hit two thirty and, and hit thirty home runs defense. and play decent defense, like the catchers in that would be would be like a top three catcher. Yeah, in the, the catchers are horrible in, in in across the league. There's like two good catchers. So yeah, he, the funny thing is, yeah, his average doesn't even need to be good. He just needs to be not hitting one forty two. He needs to just hit <laughs> like low. Give me like two thirty five, and with his power, if he plays the season, he's going to hit like thirty five home runs. So yeah, then then he would be fine. I, I still have faith, obviously, but I have no choice but to have faith now. Like I've gone too, I'm, I'm too far. It's like I'm sinking to the bottom of the ocean. Like I can't. It's too late to swim back to the top for air. So I just have to hope that this ship gets turned around. <laughs> I'm just going down. I'm either dying with this thing, or or we're gonna. We're going to uh, save the day somehow. I think, yeah. I mean, I know you're going to see like one more year see what he does next year, but I really do think that this is his like time to like really prove like, I just hope he doesn't get injured. And I just hope that they at least give him at least half the season and see what he can do. I mean, I've never seen a guy that when he makes contact will hit the ball so far, but yet would swing and miss and <laughs> sometimes look, well, a lot of times last year at least, look like he, he never swung a bat again in his life. Last year was terrible. Yeah, like, last year he was swinging. Last year was the funny thing is nothing was his approach is actually really good. Like he was laying off shitty pitches for the most part. Like he, first like ten games he was terrible at everything. Then after that like he changed his approach. But his issue was like he was just not hitting like fastballs in down the, the middle. Like right, it would be ninety four right down the middle, and he would whiff. So you <laughs> you would hope that it's like you know if you have a guy who just can't stop swinging at garbage who just can't hit anything, then then you say like, okay, well, this guy's just a mess. But if you have a guy whose main issue is like, well, he's just swinging through like fastballs right down the middle, you'd hope that like of all the issues, he could fix that, right? And if you can't fix that, then you just can't be a hitter. So, Yeah, I mean, the thing about Sanchez is that his uh, exit, all his stack cast numbers are the same, except that he just doesn't make contact <laughs> yeah, anymore. It's just like, a, it's like, well, who were we talking about before? Who is, uh, oh, Evan Ingram. It's like, well, you know, he's the tight end. The only, his only issue is he can't catch the ball. It's like, well, yeah. it's kind of a big deal. It's like, well, Gary, you know, <laughs> when he makes contact, everything good happens. But he, he thing is, he literally never makes contact. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm a believer. I'm a Gary was- believer support got put good vibes in, into the air because yeah. what's funny is and we're going on like two hours so we should probably wrap this up soon but oh, well, if, yeah. let's let's say that that gary has a bounce back here right much say they trade for lindor their their lineup will be gary voit torres lindor urshela uh frazier 
Hicks, Judge, and Stanton as DH. I mean, that's the best lineup in baseball if they're all clicking, like period, end of story. And then, like, who do you have on the bench? Like, well, like Tyler Talkman. Wade is like Talkman, Tyler Wade, Mike Ford. I think they let him you go. Said Frazier, right? Frazier <laughs> would be starting left field. I think yeah. Frazier's going to start in left field like every day, basically. And they would have Gardner. Like, they'd still have a decent bench. But if that lineup's clicking, that's definitely the best lineup in baseball. And then with the pitchers that they have, maybe they add like a bullpen guy. Right. Um, that's I why it's like that... the components are there. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, that's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. I think. They just—they're like—they're just a few pieces away, and if they don't make any signings and they lose all these guys, it's just going to be just sad. <clears throat> but I do think that they're going to be definitely be favorites out of the AL, and it should be. Uh, I'm excited for the season. I know it doesn't start for like you know a few months, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. You know, it's always good to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but just like that, Steph is averaging 32 points per game in six games. That's pretty impressive. You know, people are shitting on Steph, and he's he's lighting it up. I'm just looking at my Twitter feed. He's That's why I just people ran. like, oh, Dame is what Steph used to be. Yeah. I, don't know, I saw a tweet like that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that at all. I mean, Steph is just better than Dame. I mean, Dame's amazing, but Steph's just another level. So I'm I'm happy to see that from Steph. I want to watch the highlights, honestly. I feel like it's gonna be vintage. I mean, it has to be vintage Steph. That's career hot. I'm happy about that. I'm happy. We need Steph. We need Steph is like an all time legend. Like he just is. He's won two MVPs. He's won three titles. Okay, he never won Finals MVP. He should have in, in 2015. Iguodala won it. He changed up the game. He changed up the game. He's the first guy to shoot off the dribble threes as like a weapon that he does all the time. Like off, people didn't shoot that many off the dribble threes like before Steph, especially they weren't shooting it like from where he shoots them and as many as he shoots. And, just, and he's an amazing ball handler. He's an amazing, like probably next to Kyrie in terms of, um, in terms of, handle. in terms of, well, handles, uh, but in, how about finishing at the rim? Like in terms of oh, point yeah. guards finishing at the rim, Kyrie's the best that I've ever seen. But Steph is right up there. He has crazy finishes, floaters, stuff like that. And he's got the handle. He's got the shooting. He's not like an incredible, like blow your brain out passer. Like, but he he's a good passer, and he's like a decent defender. He's not going to blow you away there either. But it's just, uh, I I want to see him ball out. It's just fun, and his incredible his highlights are incredible. So when he gets hot, that's why I want to watch his sixty two points. I want to see what he's probably had. You know, he's those possessions where he just pulls up from thirty. Then next possession pulls up from thirty again, and it's like oh. casually dribbles down the court, hits it from the straight straight up uh, three point line. Like, yeah, exactly. Friends, top of the key, whatever. It's great. Yeah, I mean, definitely great to see. Because, like, last year was like, a, you know, they were horrible. He was hurt. And this year they started off bad. But you could see Steph was definitely getting annoyed, like, by how they were playing. I think it was when they yeah, lost. Just calling out their teammates. It's yeah. Like, we need better IQ on our team. Yeah, yeah. Basically, and you could just see, like, he wants to win. So he definitely, like, tonight, definitely was after they lost to the Blazers the other night. He probably was like, all right, we, we got to come back. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, Steph just saved Steve Kerr's job. So <laughs> yeah, Ryan was on that saying that Steve Kerr needs to be fired. I, I I just think that it's kind of hard to judge. Like, I mean, he was getting. Oh, this is the year. This is the telling year. Like, you know how how good they would because I I mean they have decent decent enough pieces to be okay. Um, so this is like the type of this is where coaching can you know be a factor where you could see you could see it's like okay can Steve Kerr take this team who, you know, whose roster could range from like, you know, the 10th seed or the 6th seed. Like, can he bring it to the 6th seed or will they not even make the playoffs? So, 
you know, if they make it to the, you know, they make it to the sixth seed, it's like, okay, he's a good coach. They miss the playoffs. Uh, it's like, okay, well, maybe he was uh, a little overrated. Obviously, he's not going to get fired just because he's won fucking a billion championships, but <laughs> it's more of the, you know, how good of a coach actually is this guy. Um, but time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. But, I mean, Ubre. I mean, I said last podcast, like, you know the the Warriors hate went has gone way too far. Ubre is not going to shoot zero percent for from three for the entire season. Wiggins actually has been very good from three um, this season, and you know he started off slow, but he actually was shooting like forty something percent. Um, so shout out to Wiggins. I think uh, you know he's got a lot of haters on him, but you know if Steph is back to being Steph, I mean, he's going to spread the floor out and, you know, give those guys open looks. And, you know, I think, you know, Dray- when Draymond comes back, I'm not sure. Is he back yet? He should be yeah, back he's, yet. Yeah, he's been playing. I think he's just been pretty bad, I think. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not really a big Draymond, gr- Draymond guy past, like, couple of years, but um, obviously he's, he's a positive on the floor. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But... Yeah, that's. I think we got to we got to wrap it up. So, um, any yeah. last any last words, hot takes? No, I got um, I got nothing left. I'm all taked out. Uh, I, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm, I guess one thing is, um, I will say, I feel like there's a chance that the Washington football team and the uh, Bucks game might be a little entertaining next week. Okay, Mike is not a, a Buccaneers believer. So he thinks, I don't. I just don't. He thinks they're a paper tiger. They beat up on the crappy team. So yeah. I mean, he may may not be may not be wrong. But Brady threw forty touchdowns this year. He did. He did. He did. So very casual, but that's pretty impressive. But I I, I can see that because the, the uh, Washington defense is is solid. Yeah, Chase Young. Yeah, no, be a big factor, and, and it's been shown. I mean, when Brady obviously doesn't have time, just like any other quarterback. I mean, he might. Might just make his mistakes. And Giants could have had Chase Young, but they won like some random meaningless game at the end of the last season, right? And, and then they uh, they drafted I, Andrew Thomas. And I also think that I think there's a chance it could be uh, Bills Packers in the Super Bowl. Whoa, that's what I'm going with. Oh, wow! You know Bakhtiari like tore his ACL for the Packers. They're, they're um, like offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they still look. Good I kind of was out on the Packers, but then the way Rodgers looked, I just. I don't see any other team in the NFC that's, that I like better than the Packers. What? What about? Well, just what about? What about? Why not the the Chiefs? I'm still on the Chiefs bandwagon. I've, I've been ever since Mahomes been on the team. I've been all in on uh, the Chiefs every year. I mean, I just no. Nah, I mean, it's going to be tough. I, I think it's. I want to see the Bills versus Chiefs. I, I think the chance that, um, that the Bills could beat them. I. I know the Bills played the Chiefs early in the year. They played pretty bad, honestly, and they they had the ball for like a game winning drive, but they just didn't score. Um, it was like a close game, and I know Josh Allen just didn't play well. And I think the Bills can go like toe to toe with the with the Chiefs in terms of scoring. I mean, look what they did today against the Dolphins. The Dolphins had, I think, the number one defense. So, and that was in a half. Josh Allen threw three touchdowns. My top four picks going into the season to the NFL were. Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, and the Steelers. Oh, you had the Bills? How's yeah, how's that going? Wow. Seems like the Steelers are they regressed greatly and now they're they're seem to be like a fake contender. But the Bills have uh really fucking 
taken over. 13 and 3. Yeah. I know. I mean, I think I do think this playoffs is going to be um it's going to be fun to watch, especially now that there's only one the one seed gets to buy. I mean, that Cardinals game could have been like a big thing uh for that Hail Mary against, you know, adding to the Bills loss, but I know the, the Chiefs finished well, they lost today, but it would have been both teams could have ended up 14 and 2. So that that one seed could have been pretty big, but you know, Chiefs Chiefs ended up getting it. But um yeah, I mean, I think was there's seven, eight teams total make it now in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. what is it? Yeah, I think it's eight. I think it's uh, yeah, no, it's seven. Oh, right? seven teams make it. Yeah. yeah, it's like three matchups and then the one bye. Yeah, so I don't know. The next next week, like the first round, should be pretty fun. Wait, to watch. so is it three games on Saturday? Three games on yeah, Sunday? I think so. Oh, that's sick. yeah, that's that's what I was that's gonna say. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Um. Think the and then the national championship games on Monday. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. State, wow, we're gonna have a lot. we got football right into our veins. <laughs> we got it all. Yeah, I mean it's just it's, it's gonna be good. Um, I don't know. It's I think the Super Bowl this year should be. Sometimes I feel like you kind of know like who's gonna make it. Um, I mean now with the Patriots gone, now the Chiefs kind of becoming a new Patriots. Like you know. Will they, uh, you know, Mahomes kind of be the new Brady? I guess we'll have to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or, or oh, yeah. will Brady be the new Brady? We'll <laughs> I know. I mean, that's true. I mean, what if the Bucks make it? I mean, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah, I'm excited for the playoffs. There's a lot of, like, just damn good teams that are, like, no. I mean, there's never really a, a straight-up contender or, like, runaway favorite, I feel like the football just because there's so many players like who knows what could happen but this year i mean all the division leaders are really well outside of you know <laughs> nfc east yeah they're all so obviously good. i know what you mean though yeah yeah but yeah we got to wrap it up so uh we will see you guys next week like subscribe favorite give us five stars you know the drill Peace. Yeah, peace. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> peace.